a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody. Happy to have you guys. This is... The Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested 450 MX Shootout presented by Fly Racing. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATV street bikes, all of those bikes that you have in your garage, Rocky Mountain. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of you guys out there. We thank you, and also thank you for Fly for coming on board. New boa reel on the light hydrogen gear. Very cool. Won't slip down off your butt. Tighten that sucker in the back. Um, get a custom fit. Very cool lightweight gear. We thank them for coming on board for these shootouts. You can also get Fly Racing gear at RockyMountainATVMC.com. So make sure you check out Fly and go to Rocky Mountain to buy them. Be perfect. Um, so long-awaited shootouts. We're here. Day one is completed. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure most of you guys that are into this listen to the shootout preview pod that I did to kind of explain the things that went on or what's going to happen. Um, today we went to Sunrise Cycle Park. Um, it's in Atalanta, California. And it's more of a sandier-based, uh, square-edgy, jumpier track. Um, not so fast. If you guys know the difference between comp edge or competitive edge in this area and then sunrise in Atlanta, um, comp edge is much um, faster and flowier than, than uh, sorry, sunrise. Um, just real quick, too, also, um, before we start jumping ahead here, the reasons why I pick these tracks are because manufacturers test there every manufacturer um that's out there right now um goes to sunrise to test their production stuff um they go to comp edge they go to Glen helen they go to kahia um they go up north a little bit not so much to paula milestone not so much so i'm trying to go do these tests these shootout days at tracks that production based testing um is at so that way um, you could always kind of get a feel of what the R&D teams um, were going for when they're, you know, trying to get these bikes out two years ago, you know. So we're at 2018. Um, most of the R&D guys were out riding these tracks in 2016. So um, as you and I are talking right now, 2019 stuff is uh, all probably almost getting ready to be wrapped up. So... Um, it's pretty crazy how, how far ahead R&D teams work. So, But anyway, I just want to give you a little background on the tracks. <clears throat> For those of you who hit me up about East Coast testing, um, yeah, sure, I'd love to get back East Coast. I want to. If my budget grows next year, I will do that. I really would like to go to Colorado and do a day and then go further east and do a day over there. So, But that takes money. I don't got lots of that at this time. So I'm going to try to give you as much information 
as close to home as I can for you guys. And that doesn't mean <clears throat> what wins or loses here will not work or not work for you guys on the East Coast. Um, I can kind of decipher. Um, like I said with the KTM, it's a little different on, on tack year stuff. And when you do listen to these interviews that I have and recorded at the track today, you will see um, a lot of different types of opinions on the bikes. Okay, So I know you East Coast guys are chomping at the bit for that. That will hopefully happen one day. Um, but right now we're here on the West Coast. So once again, day one is completed of three. So I'm going to tally up the scores from all three days. We'll have a winner. Um, but we also will have a winner on each day, uh, a ranking system. Um, each test rider had a sheet to fill out. I had nine test riders today. Um, and uh, all of them had scorecards that ranked from overall ranking, engine ranking, chassis ranking, suspension ranking, and overall comments. Plus, <clears throat> each category had a bunch of notes where they put their notes in. Um, and basically... What you guys are going to hear on this podcast, if you hang tight, and you're going to hear all these guys' opinions on each bike. Many different types of riders, um, skill levels, abilities, weight. So I range from a guy from 210 pounds here um, versus a guy that's 160 pounds. So there's all different types of sizes of riders and abilities. So most of you guys will be able to relate to at least one person in this shootout. Um, and this is all a shootout is, okay? I know it's going to get crazy and, oh, you know, Kiefer's ranking was this, this guy's ranking was that. These are all opinions from all the riders. It doesn't get more organic than that, okay? Some of you guys are bitching and complaining about lap times. Coming from a production, ta um, a production team, you know, like I was for many years, um, at Yamaha, at Honda, at KTM when I was with them years ago, um, I, we never did lap times, so I'm sorry to hurt you guys' feelings out there, but we went off of what test, rotor, test riders say and how the feeling is on the track, because when you boil down to it, yeah, I could be faster on one bike, but maybe don't have the feeling that I want on, uh, on it as well, so I pick another bike. So all riding in, all riding is um, is a feeling on the track. If you have the correct feeling and that's what you like, that's what bike you should get. I don't really look at lap times because I could be faster on something that I really don't like. Um, track conditions change, times of day. If I'm tired, if I'm more spunky, if I drank a coke, if I you know just there's so many variables in, in lap times that it's tough for me to put that in there. I'm not saying it doesn't belong in shootouts. I'm just saying that uh, I don't want to use it in mine because there's too many variables, and I just try to base um, the ranking, so to speak, on each guy's feeling of each guy's uh, each motorcycle. So that's what we did. Um, I'm just going to give you a snippet um, of the overall day. Um, I'll give you the ranking, and then as immediately after following this, you can listen to the opinions. And each guy's opinion is about 15 to 20 minutes long. And you can really dive in and get the nuggets of, of everything in those opinions. Um, me and the riders bantered back and forth. None of the riders spoke to one another or shared information. Um, it was really funny to, to see the scores as we were doing this podcast, each interview live. 
Um, I didn't know what they had, so I had the score sheet in, in front of both of us, and we would talk about why they would rank um, each bike where they're at. And uh, maybe you will find some more information out um, inside of each interview. So uh, this is probably going to be a long podcast for all of you, but it's probably worth it just to, to see each interview and really go over um, what each guy thought. So first things first, the overall score of today at Sunrise. Um, sixth place was the Suzuki RMZ 450. Um, not it was it was a mixed bag. Um, I think the highest that I'm looking at the scores here, the highest it finished in uh, in one rider was second. Other was otherwise it was a three five five six five two five six six. That was the scores. Um, really, it's funny to look at all this. The the biggest complaint out of everyone, most riders was maybe besides one or two was the engine not a very powerful engine um little lethargic smooth feeling um one of our novice heavier guys liked that because he had uh he had trouble hanging on to some of these bigger bikes so he liked that power but most everyone in this shootout thought um the engine was lacking some excitement and uh some bottom end and um but the suspension actually was wasn't that bad. Um, when I spoke to all these riders today, um, they thought the shock was 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 pretty good. More riders had problems with the fork than the shock, so that new Showa BFRC um, shock was an, uh, a huge issue. So uh, they actually said it worked pretty well and gave them lots of traction. Um, another comment about the Suzuki was um, chassis feel. Some thought it didn't turn as well as previous years. Some felt like it was heavy. Um, some were bummed out because a lot of them really wanted to have this bike feel a little bit better on the track. And uh, some of them, you know, thought, hey, it just kind of was a sideways move by Suzuki. It wasn't a really advancement. Um, so overall, it uh, got sixth on the day. So for those of you Suzuki lovers out there, don't stress out. We got two more days, two different tracks. So... It could come up in the rankings. Um, I'm going to rank them by scores of each day, not total number of scores from each rider. Um, so Suzuki gets a sixth place today, um, but Thursday it could be, you know, it could be up higher in the score. So that's why we do several days. Um, fifth place was the Kawasaki KX450, and the Kawasaki scores was six four one. Five six six three two three. So it did win. One guy liked it the best, and you will find out who that was. And I give him a little bit of shit, um, but he is an honest guy, so I appreciate his opinion. And uh, it doesn't even matter if he threw out that score; the the Cowie still would have finished um, in fifth anyway. So some of the comments on the Cowie were the fork was a problem. Um, most people. One guy actually liked the, the fork, so um, the adjustability and the holdup, but most had a problem with the light bump absorption of that TAC fork. Most thought the motor was pretty good, um, snappy motor. Um, most thought the frame was excellent, bump absorption on the frame. So uh, Kawasaki still has that good frame feel. So there's lots of talk inside of these interviews about the frame absorption and what the riders felt. 
Um, but basically, it finished down on the day, just simple fact of fork and maybe slight vague feeling on turn-in. It does feel light, so Kawasaki uh, gets fifth on the day. Fourth overall is the Husqvarna FC450. Um, really, really, uh, these scores are all over the map, and it just goes to show you how close all of these bikes are. I mean, we say it all the time. Other magazines say it, and you guys probably think it's a big gargle. You know, no one's gargling anyone's you-know-what's here. It's just a simple fact, like, minor tweaks and modifications to these bikes can make them really really good we just try to give you guys what it is like pulling them off the dealer showroom floor giving you a feeling and that's why it's cool to hear all these riders feedback because it's you know some guys really love it some guys don't really like it so going back scores were four two six four three five four five five and um most i would say going back and listening to these interviews earlier most of the riders thought the husky and the KTM's engine were very, very different. Um, everyone thought the Husky was mellower. Um, the KTM had more excitement, had better bottom end pull. Um, but most simple fact, um, Husky went down um, to fourth because of the engine feel and just how smooth it rolls on. And there's not a lot of pop there. And either map one or two, um, everyone thought the fork felt similar to the KTM. Those things were the same feel. The rear end, some riders felt the rear end of the bike felt different. You'll hear that in the interviews. So lots of little little things, little intricate things here in these interviews, again, that you will find out. So really important that you guys get through this and listen to everything um, as we banter back and forth. But uh, Husqvarna come with a fourth overall. Um, third overall today, is the Yamaha YZ450F all new? Got all new for the guys at Yamaha. The bike. Um, some guys loved it. Um, other guys didn't like it at all. So once again, it was uh, back and forth, and that just proves to you guys how close these bikes are. Out of nine guys, the scores were one, three, three, two, two, four, six, three, four. So in one instance, it got sixth. Um, but it did win on one occasion and it scored third and second on many occasions. So all really good. And these are the overall scores after we're done here and I'll give you the overalls. I'll give you each individual thing. I'll break it down from chassis, engine and suspension. I'll give you those rankings too. But, um, comments of the Yamahas always were, um, better Yamaha, better cornering feel, um, excellent motor. Everyone loved the motor of the Yamaha. But I still felt some heavy comments and still wasn't, even though it does turn a little bit better, some of the comments were um, it still doesn't um, lay into the corner as good as other bikes. And some of the other comments were um, that I've actually had too with this bike is acceleration front end where it wants to hunt and peck. It kind of wants to always searching on throttle. So um, corner exits. Uh, we we mess with the fork height a little bit, and uh, we mess with the sag, um, but always felt like the front end for most of these guys were 
it always kind of hunt and pecked and just kind of drifted a little bit. But um, they really couldn't find anything else to nitpick at. They just thought, eh, just not as crisp of a turning bike as these other two ahead of it. Um, but otherwise, this thing was always in the top three in every ranking. So very good bike. Still a better Yamaha. Um, I was on the bandwagon, too. I really like this bike a lot. Um, I ended up crashing today and hurting my ribs a little bit, so I didn't get to ride all the bikes today. I have rode all these bikes. It doesn't matter. I have rode all these bikes at different times, um, so I have a feeling. But I left my scores out today just for the simple fact of because I didn't ride them all today. So I will get back on the horse at Glen Helen, and then I'll combine my scores in here. So just thought it was fair and being transparent with you all that um, I didn't throw my scores in here um, for the overall ranking, which um, I did put mine scores in, just like ghosted them to see where would it, where it would be at, and it wouldn't affect these scores. So um, Yamaha coming third. Better Yamaha, just not quite up to par with the KTM that got second. Second today was the KTM. Scores were five one four one four three one four two. Big time scores from these from these uh, Austrian lovers out there that I had today. Um, track was good in the morning, super tacky. Lots of ruts got baked out and dried, so lots of different variations of track conditions throughout the day. So comments on this KTM were engines. Unreal, very, very exciting to ride, um, but maybe not quite as exciting as the Yamaha, uh, but was easier to control. It didn't wheelie out of corners like the Yamaha. It stuck to the ground. Rear wheel traction was better um, and light. A lot of comments about the bike feeling flickable and light feeling and front end traction was high. Um, air fork was a high mark for a lot of riders um, today. They didn't feel like it was... Uh, some of these riders thought, you know, hey, if I was a blindfold test, you know, obviously you can't do that, but if there was a blindfold test and they went and rode a lap on a spring fork and this fork, that they would not know if this was an air fork or not. It doesn't have that air fork feel. It feels like a spring fork, which to me is a compliment, which has some comfort, but yet you can adjust it to hold it up. So... Lots of praise for the suspension and uh, the overall uh, chassis feeling of this KTM and, of course, the incredible motor that it has. Um, very, very broad, pulls long. I think it revs farther than any other bike in the shootout. So you can really use second gear out of a corner really far. And uh, if you want to lug it, you can lug it as well. So... You can just, many different types of guys like this motor, so um, that's why it ranks so high and it got second. Surprised me today, honestly, guys, the winner was the Honda. Uh, it's not my favorite bike out of the bunch, but um, it ranked really high. These scores, man, it went from 2, 6, 2, 3, 1, 1, 2, 1, 1. So it pretty much, it... It beat everyone today by, you know, a pretty good margin. So, um, comments on the Honda. Again, listen to the interviews. But you will hear, um, easy to corner. 
that is the number one thing. It's so easy to corner. It follows the rut really nice. You can dive in. You get lots of front wheel traction. Um, only negative maybe on this chassis is a little bit uh, harsh feeling. One rider commented that at the end of the day when it was hard packed, he didn't feel real comfortable because the chassis was maybe a little bit uh, rigid feel. But overall, um, fork and shock impressions were better than last year's Honda. Um, better holdup. Doesn't have that wiggle like it did in 17. Um, it feels planted to the ground with a very, very exciting bottom to mid-range pull. It doesn't have the top end or over-rev maybe as the KTM or the Yamaha. But the excitement that the riders felt through this Honda engine um, was overwhelming. I mean, just by looking at these scores right here, man, I see uh, a lot of first place. So, uh, that's, I mean, what can you say? Honda changed springs and some engine hangers and a mapping change, and boom, there you go. It won. And although I'll, I'll, I'll give them this, it did almost win Dirt Rider Shootout last year. It came, I think, a couple points short. Um, but honestly, I was just shocked today. Like, usually at sunrise, it's not my favorite bike to ride, um, especially in the later part of the day. I mean, I would rank it in the you know, top three or four, but definitely um, not first for me, um, just going off of my feeling. Um, but it, it took the cake today. So um, there you have it. That's your overall score from day one. Honda first, KTM second. Yamaha 3rd, Husqvarna 4th, Cowie 5th, Suzuki 6th. Excuse me for my, my voice today. I'm a little bit sick, but uh, we got through it. And also, like I told you guys, I broke it down, too, on these notes for the riders to rank not only the overall scores, but also best chassis, um, engine, and suspension. So, chassis um, ranking, KTM 1. KTM was number 1. Honda was two, Yamaha was three, and um, it's, it was close. I think it actually, it almost really close between the the Suzuki and the Kawasaki, but Suzuki edged out Kawasaki. So um, KTM first, chassis, Honda second, third was Husky, apologies, third was Husky, and then uh, fourth was Suzuki and then Kawasaki, and Yamaha was in the fifth. So um, Kawasaki and Suzuki tied on chassis feel, um, but Yamaha um, surprisingly was fifth. So I think some of that has to do with cornering capability, and uh, Yamaha's, uh, Yamaha's straight line ability is good, but I think a lot of guys thought it could just corner better. So um, overall engine scores were Yamaha one, and uh, there was a tie for second. Um, points-wise, Honda and KTM tied for second in the engine. And fourth was Husky, fifth was Cowie, sixth was Suzuki. Suzuki's not the most exciting engine. A um, couple guys commented that you'll hear that uh, it's deceiving to them. They didn't feel like it was going that fast. They come out of a corner and overshoot a jump. So um, it's hooking up. Um, but also, you know, as riders, we want excitement and we want to feel that power come out of a corner. Um, when it gets loamy and deep, you want some of that. And um, what Honda does good and what Yamaha does good is it has that excitement, but yet still hooks up. So um, that's why they're at the top of the engine category. Suspension. 
Um, Yamaha, of course, took the cake. Um, second was Honda, surprisingly. Um, third was KTM. Fourth was Husky. Fifth was Suzuki. Sixth was Cowie. Um, like I said, Suzuki, uh, they liked the fork. I'm sorry, they didn't like the fork. The shock was actually pretty good. Cowie was hurt by their uh, TAC fork. And KTM and Husky were similar for uh, third and fourth. Um, Honda's new spring fork with the heavier spring rate um, was second. And Yamaha's KYB SSS, of course, was was first. Um, so anyway, that's the scores, guys, broken down for you. Stay tuned for all the interviews. Each interview is about 15 minutes long, but we dive into all different kinds of stuff. So, so yeah, so stay tuned and uh, hit me up at chris at keyforinktesting.com uh, if you have any questions. This is just day one. You're going to have three days, and then we're going to do a setting um, podcast, too, at the very end. So for those of you guys wondering about settings and where to go on your bikes, I will give you guys those on the last day pod and uh, give you guys directions to better your 2018 450. So thank you for joining us, and uh, stay tuned. Here comes the interviews. What's up, everybody? Chris Kiefer here. Kiefer Inc. 450 MX Shootout 2018 Edition. And I'm here with Alex Ray, Enduro Cross Champion. Oh yeah, the one and only, <laughs> Slay Ray the Great. Um, so today we're at Sunrise Cycle Park in Atalanta, California. It was actually a pretty good day, um, pretty mellow as far as heat. Um, track was was good in the morning, tacky, good ruts, but formed up to be, you know, it's high desert, so it gets baked out, and uh, get some square edge out there, right? Yeah, there's some square edge. Yeah. So uh, give us your background, Alex Ray, height. Height, not height, <laughs> and weight and so forth. Uh, I'm 185 pounds, uh, 5'10", and 24 years old. Okay. So this is the first time you ever did a shootout, correct? Yes. So you've normally been riding a Yamaha. Yes. But you have ridden a Honda and a Husky in the past, what, year and a half? Uh, yes. Uh, the last Honda that I rode was a 2015, and then I had a 2017 Husky and also a 2017 Yamaha as well. Okay. So... We're going to do three days worth of shootouts. So this is day one. So Alex came out to day one. So give us your uh, your rundown. So sixth place, um, what you got? Uh, I got the Suzuki. Okay, and give us a little bit of a reason why you chose the Suzuki in sixth. Uh, pretty much what's... There you go. It's lagging in the motor. It's, it's pretty... Too smooth? It's too smooth, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very smooth. But it just doesn't have enough. Not not for me. I mean, average consumer, I would say, you know, if you're a 50-year-old guy and you're, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want the power of a 450. I want, the, you know, like a 250F more, like, you know, playful or, you know, whatever you want to do. I would say get a 450 Suzuki, yes. But for me personally, I didn't think that the, the Suzuki motor was... Was that great? No, it wasn't great at all. So basically how I felt, I did a pod, I don't know, on a Saturday night, and I felt it came on pretty smooth, um, was not a lot of excitement down low, you can say that. Zero excitement. Yep. But also, it hooks up well to the rear wheel, but maybe this engine is based towards mid to top. You felt top end was okay? Yeah, I felt like it was all right. Like, I mean, it didn't, like, like sign off and go down. It, it gradually built up, but it just like you said it didn't have that excitement you know it was sort of like a you know a boner kill you yeah. know so basically you just want more oomph everywhere yeah, a little bit more oomph got it and we went to from 
I know we went to a standard coupler to a lean coupler, and that helped a little bit, but obviously in Alex's case, you said you still need more. Yeah. Okay, definitely. So let's move on to the chassis. What do you feel about the chassis of the new bike? Um, it felt really, really skinny to me. Skinnier than all of the other bikes, but I think it was a little too skinny almost. Like I got to where like I didn't really feel like where I was on the bike. I would come into a turn and and was sort of like uncertain where I was like sitting on the seat. It, it just it didn't feel. Did you grip it as well as other bikes? Not really. No. I mean, yes and no. Whenever I went over the jump, it just it felt like my knees were like all out because I guess I've been used to riding a Yamaha and right. everything. But it just everyone says this is a good cornering bike, but I just I couldn't get its corner today. Let's move on to that. So the cornering that was always the biggest attribute of this bike is it lays over nice um how did you feel as far as leaning in the corner did it have enough front wheel traction was it vague or does i felt like whenever i was coming into the corner like if i came into it like aggressive the bike sort of just wanted to go straight with me okay i mean I, everyone's different but with me today i would try to go into a turn and the thing would just want to go straight i i, I couldn't never really like lean it in like I really had to slow down, think about what I was doing, and then lean into the turn. I, you know, I get a lot of buzz. You know, I hear a lot of things about the Suzuki being a very, very well turning bike, but I just, I just didn't see it today. I'm, I don't know if it was maybe the stock suspension or, or, or what, but I just, I couldn't get it to lay over. Did you? Can you feel the weight difference with this bike with another bike, or was weight an issue with with the Suzuki? It felt, it felt heavy, but it wasn't like. It didn't stand out to me that it was, like, super, super heavy, you know? Right. What about, now let's talk about the fork and the shock, and that seems to be everyone's kind of sticking point with this with this bike. And obviously, you're a faster rider, and everybody knows that, but just getting on the bike from, a, you know, from the dealer, let's say, hey, I just picked it up, um, how do you feel about the suspension? Um, it feels a little front-end heavy just because the shock is a little bit stiffer than the forks. The shock that comes on this thing is actually really, really good. I like the shock. Okay. The shock was like the main thing that I liked. The pretty much the only thing I liked about now, this bike. What did bike. you like about the shock? About was it sticking to the ground better? Yeah, it stuck to the ground. It, it held up. You know, it didn't do anything funky. You know, okay. like you know, stayed straight. Yeah, it stayed straight. And but the but the forks on the other hand, they they were fast. I, you know, I I had the guys um, go quite a bit stiffer on them. I think it was like, I think we went six clicks in stiffer on the four, on the compression. And then I slowed the, the rebound down. I think we did three clicks mm -hmm. and that helped tremendously. But at the same time, it still wasn't enough. Still you know? felt like you needed more. Yeah. still felt like I needed more. I needed a little bit more hold up coming into the turns. It felt like it was sagging. You know, it felt like the front fender was right on top of the front tire. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So, now moving on, fifth place. What'd you got for fifth? Uh, I got the Husky. So you've been on a Husky before. Yes. And uh, what was your major complaint about this bike compared to the other bikes? Um, major complaint is, I mean, it's pretty much the same bike as a as a KTM. But my thing, I don't like the plastic subframe. Okay. I mean, going back, right? You know, to when I was riding on riding Huskies, you know, I just don't understand why they put it like a plastic carbon like composite, composite. Yeah. Yeah, subframe on this bike. And you you've know, broken several of those over. Several hundred, probably. And you're weird. Well, you're known to be tough on dirt bikes. Yes, so I am. You're not the kindest person to dirt bikes. No, no. But on the other hand, you know, I the reason the Husky was in fifth, I think it just 
it they I guess they have like a different pipe or something on it, and yep. then also a little muffled down. Yeah, a little muffled down, and then also like the, uh, the air box is a little bit more muzzled down as well. I feel like they say on the dyno that it feels the same, like the same power as the KTM, but but I didn't I didn't really get that. I I felt like it was a little so basically lag. going back to the Suzuki. You think you need more excitement out? Of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. A little bit so. more excitement. You know, a little bit more bottom end like I like that I like that snap yeah I like that snap right you know I mean I don't know if it's like my supercross background or what I just I just feel like I like that snap right. it's, you know I like the excitement you know if, if it's there I want it to be there and I want to go you know now overall bike feeling you know chassis feeling I I felt a lot of it in my hands you know okay. it was super I don't slap down landings or yeah like, like slap down landings and and just I don't know coming into the turns it just felt like neither tire was stuck to the ground you know okay. i rode this bike a little bit late in the day but it just felt like i said it like it has like 100 pounds of air in the tire right. you know i mean I, I just couldn't get it to stick i don't know i don't know if that's just my riding style the way you know I, that's just what i felt and <clears throat> engine you need more oomph chassis do you feel the weight difference compared to other bikes since this bike is so light yes i i do like the lightness of the bike um, it feels good, you know, like, I mean, putting it on the stand, actually, it feels heavier than other bikes yeah. for some reason, but it, I mean, it's lighter and, and when you're riding the bike, it, it feels light. You so know? lean in corners, that's yeah. where you feel it. Mm -hmm. And I, I noticed a couple guys, maybe you can attest to this. It's, they say you can whip it pretty good cause it's literally light in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can throw this sucker upside down. Right. Now fourth place, what you got? I have the Yamaha. Wow, Yamaha. So you ride a Yamaha. Yes, I 24 do. 24-7. Yes, I do. And this is the new generation Yamaha, and you did the introduction with me at Glen Helen. So um, tell us what, what you like about the Yamaha and what you didn't like. I absolutely love the motor on this thing. Okay. You know, that's that was, you know, that's why it was tough for me because I, I mean, I, overall, I put the engine as number one, right? You know, uh, it has that excitement. It has that bottom end. And, you know, it, in like last year's bike, I felt like signed off a little bit mm -hmm. stock, you know, and, uh, and this year it's like the thing keeps pulling, you know, it, it's, it's all around a good engine. Like it's, it's so you ranked it down due to chassis feel. Yes. Okay. I, I ranked it down to chassis because I couldn't really i just did not feel at home whenever i was like cornering okay. i just didn't feel like i was at home i didn't feel like i could get in and get out i felt like it wanted to like fade out to the outside so vague in the front end yeah very vague now in the is front it end. better than the your current yamaha do you feel like it turns better or the same or worse well i mean it's hard to say because i have different triple clamps and stuff on mm -hmm. my on my yamaha um but you have 22s on your i have 23 okay and this is a 22 offset yeah so you just feel like you need more front end feel in the corner? yeah i feel like i need a little bit more front end feel maybe and like i don't know it just didn't feel like on the lean angle like sweeper turn yeah it just, I couldn't really like charge into it. Didn't stick very well. Yeah, it didn't stick in the front end very well at all. It just, it wanted to do like kind of like the twitchiness. A little wiggle? Yeah, a little wiggle. Okay. The so wiggle wasn't good. You like the engine, chassis, not so, not your favorite? No. Um, suspension? A little soft. Fork? Yeah, the fork is a little soft for me. Um, you know, I mean, we stiffened it up a little bit, I think a couple clicks. Um, I think the day that we rode at Glen Helen. Yep. And, uh, but, uh, I don't think we, I think we made a few minor changes. We just set the sag today, but, um, yeah, I mean, I rode it at the beginning of the day whenever it was, the track was still smooth, but it was, it was still a little, little soft, um, you know, for, 
you know, for like my weight yeah. and everything like that. But um, I mean, it didn't do anything really that funky. It just got the forks had a little bit of a sag in them. It felt like there was a lot of weight on the fork. What about um, balance of the bike was okay? It feels to me. I mean, I don't know if I'm a front end guy or. No, you're definitely a front end guy. I'm a, I'm yeah, a front yeah, end guy. When I watch you ride, you're a front end guy. I'm a front end guy. Okay. So it feels stink buggy to me. Okay. I, I put a lot of weight on the front wheel. Yeah. So I mean, it's. You would still lower the rear a little bit if yes. that was your bike. Yes, I would. Got it. So second is going to. S- Wait, we haven't done third yet. Yeah, we did. Oh, sorry. You're right. We haven't done third. Have, yeah. Let's go to third. What? Did you hit your head today? <laughs> Ribs. We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. So what you got for third? Uh, I got the Cowie at third. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so likes and dislikes of the Cowie. Uh, dislikes? Let's, let's, let's put it this way. What did you like about the Cowie better than the Yamaha since you ranked the Cowie third? Okay. Um, I liked... Stock suspension better. You like the air fork better than the spring fork. He's okay. Get, he, I'm kicking his ass out of this fucking truck right now. <laughs> it just... Well, I rode it at the beginning of the day whenever the track was probably prime whenever yeah. I got on the Cowie. Yeah. But, now, the... Wait till wait till we get to the dislikes, okay? Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. okay. Well, let's get to the likes first. Okay. I, I did like the suspension, and then... I don't know. Whenever I got on it, it just had that feel, like the comfort feel, like the frame's really good. Like yeah, I feel the, that frame, frame, chassis the frame, chassis, the frame and chassis is really, really good on the bike. Yeah, I didn't like the fork on the high speed stuff, like the, the back small st- chop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Break back straightaway. Yeah, the back straightaway. So our, ba- our back straightaway here today is it has a lot of square edge and has. You know, quite a bit on the outside has some good D-cell, you know, bumps on the yeah, outside yeah, to, get, yeah. to get to this triple. So you kind of got to go through them, and that's mm-hmm. where it was kind of unsettled for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably hadn't been prepped in about a month. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's desert. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's Des life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, like, it's, you know, it was good. It was good to have that today, you know, for testing. And, uh, like, I like the air fork, you know, like the holdup, but... You know, if if an air fork is soft, you can just put air in it and it's it's held up, but it's just going to be like rigid and it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. So whenever I did some high speed stuff through there, a couple runs or whatever, I felt like it was it was a little like like holy shit. Yeah, a little deflection. Like holy shit. Mm -hmm. Like oh man. Like you know, like front end could wash out right now. But like on the tighter stuff, Mm -hmm. I felt like it could get in and out, in and out quick. And I think that. And I don't know if you know this or not, but. That bike's quite a bit lighter yeah. than the Yamaha, so maybe that's what you're feeling, the lightness of that mm-hmm. bike. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I can attest to the chassis feel. That frame is really good for bump absorption. Yeah. Um, so that's basically where you find out where your fourth and third place is ranking. You just think frame feel overall, the Cowie has a better comfort. Yeah, yeah. Yamaha. Yeah, it's just got a better comfort like to where like it's one of those where... You could just hop on and be like, "Oh, okay, this is you know, this is a pretty good bike." What if this thing had a spring fork? It would be. It would, I think. I think it would be top two. Yeah, top two. Yeah. See, I was Definitely. similar in that situation too. I felt like, man, this thing had a spring fork and better front end feel for me. Yeah. That I would really, really like this bike. Yeah. Put the 2011 fork back on it. Right. I don't understand why they won't do that. There's so many different chambers and and it's tough. Yeah, I was like, well, where do you even put the air? So in this we thing? wrote a best setting on the rear fender that I've been working with, and that's kind of what I came up with, and it's still not the greatest. Yeah. Um, but I have ridden them with the spring fork, and they're really good. So yeah, yeah. A Ray's got it third. So what do you got second? Uh, We're down to the last two. We got a Honda and a KTM. Okay. What you got? Hey, whoa, 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 let's go back to the, the Cowie because we didn't talk about what I didn't like. Oh, I thought you did. You said you didn't like the fork that much. Well, I didn't like the fork, but there's other things I didn't okay. like about it. Keep going. 
Okay, now, whenever I was riding this thing, I, I, I mean, I told Tyler this the same, the same thing. It felt like the bike, like you could go to Harbor Freight and buy the same bike. It wow. just felt cheap. Okay, what do you mean by feel cheap? Like, I understand that. I don't know, it just felt like it was going to fall apart. Okay. You know, but, it, I mean, it's still a good bike, but it just felt like... It it's like only it it's only solid feel. Yeah, it, it wasn't solid. It, it feels like it's only good for about five hours, and then you gotta have to get a new one. Well, there you go, guys. A Ray says you can buy it at Harbor Freight. So. I mean, <laughs> you know, like if you go to a Harbor Freight and you see like those go karts that yeah, are out yeah, front, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like it, it kind of has that like I don't know. You just like doesn't just doesn't just feel like solid. it doesn't feel like a solid bike. You know, like a Honda, like that mm-hmm. thing is a solid bike. Okay, it doesn't it doesn't have that feel. Like I feel like you know the plastic's gonna fall off. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Right. You know, that's that's just how it, how I felt. What other dislikes? The backfiring. It sounded like shit. Oh, some D-cell. Yeah. Yeah, some D-cell pop. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I tried that. Guys out there listening, I've gone to the standard coupler, still has D-cell pop. Rich coupler still has D-cell pop. Lean coupler. Honestly, I said this in the podcast, I think, the, the lean coupler actually has less D-cell pop, which huh. is kind of counterproductive. You think about it, you're going to leaner, it's going to pop more, but it actually pops less. But it still does it, right? Yeah. So, over jumps? Yeah, over jumps, coming into turns, everything. It just doesn't sound real clean and good, you know? Yeah, it wasn't crisp. Yeah, it wasn't crisp. It sounds like that go-kart at, at the Harbor Freight. Okay, all right, Harbor Freight. Kawasaki. Yeah. Sorry, Cowie. <laughs> I mean... It I'm got not, third, though. It did. It got third. It's a good bike. It just probably only lasts five hours. Okay, there you go. So, second. KTM. Okay, KTM. why? Why? Because... I felt like... Let's start with the engine. Let's make it easy for you. The engine feel of the KTM. Engine feel of the KTM was... I mean, everybody says, oh, the KTM and Husky are the same. Even the guys here, they told me, KTM and Husky are the same. I felt like the KTM had a little bit more excitement. I don't know if it was because of the pipe, because of the airbox, mm-hmm. what, but it just had a little bit more. It had that throatier feel. Okay. You know, like to where the Husky had like the mellow, like smoother. almost, yes, yeah, smoother. Mm-hmm. This one had more of a throaty feel. Like you could just like sort of feel it, you know? Right. It's like, it's like being with like a, like a skinny chick and like a thick chick. You okay. Know? Yeah. yeah. Thick chick's a little smoother, a little slower acting. Yeah. Yeah. Skinny chick's a little bit more. Yeah. But I mean. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah. We won't go after dark on this. Okay. But, yeah. but, so, more excitement. How's what I like about the motor, too, it's easy to ride out here. It is. West Coast, um, super smooth, connected to the to the rear wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you feel like over-rev on that thing? It, I don't know, man. Over-rev. I, I tried not to over-rev the bikes okay. today because you told me, like, hey, yeah, man. Yeah, I actually told them to be mellow, guys. I don't be, want to blow up the motor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, but, yeah, that, the motor's really good on that bike, and... What do you think of the air fork on that bike? I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. And the reason why? It just, like, like I said, it felt like nothing was sort of planted. I feel. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's the same as the Husky. When you go lean in, is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Whenever corner? I go to lean in, I feel like the front end's just gonna wash out. Okay. So you want a little bit better of a front end bite? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit better front end bite. Like I said, when the track is good. Uh huh. I mean, it, it bites, like, whenever there's tackiness and everything, but whenever the track starts to get a little bit baked out, like, say, if you wanted to take this KTM to Glen Helen, mm-hmm. about 1230, you, you better be loading her up. Right. You know, like... Sketchy. Yeah, bit. yeah, it gets a little sketchy. You know, okay. like, that that's just sort of what I felt. So, kind of how what I'm hearing here, just from your basis on your scores, is a lot of your, your basis on your scores would be engine feel. Mm-hmm. You go to engine feel first and then chassis second. Is that kind of what kind of rider you are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. you want excitement... You want bottom end, 
yes. want a lot of power. And I want the front end to, to stick. bite. Yes. Got it. So he's a big front end guy, and he likes a lot of bottom end. Yeah, and I, I'm not the smallest guy. Like, I'm a big guy. Yeah. You know? Well, you're 185. You're getting skinnier. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting skinnier, but <laughs> that Twinkie's not helping. I just had to fetch you a Twinkie. That was good. <laughs> Got to get that front end bite. <laughs> so, Chassie, what do you think of the steel frame? We kind of talked about this earlier. I mean, people like like people say that the steel frame should be more softer feel yeah more softer but i felt a lot of harshness in my hands okay you think something that to do with the fork though yes I, we put I, what did we what did i say so 10.8 bars is stock you went up to 11 bars yes. to kind of hold up a little bit yeah, more. yeah yeah and did that help or hurt it it, it helped okay. but like like i said coming into that long straightaway in the back coming into the turn where you crashed mm-hmm. it was really skaty yeah very very skaty and the shock was was just too soft. I think like it deflected, you know, like on lean angle yeah. coming in. Like it just didn't feel like. I mean, it was planted whenever, like in a straight line. Whenever you give it the gas, it's yeah. planted. But say like decel coming into the turn, and like it was it was a little chattery, like side to side action. And then whenever you would like try to bank off, something. yeah, try to bank off some, it would release. Def- yeah, it'd release and deflect off, and you know you're sideways, you know, okay. a little bit. So. So That's what got, I felt so like. So you got second, so you still liked it? Yeah, I like the bike. It's yeah. great. But those, Most, those are the dislikes. Okay. Um, moving on to the number one bike, which I'm shocked about. Why are you shocked? I just feel like I didn't know why you would like it, but I, I guess I was wrong. So the number one bike is? The Honda. Okay. Rod Red. Why? Why? Because, I mean, it's an all-around good bike, I think. You know, the... The suspension is stiffer than most of the bikes. I mean, okay. the air forks, you know, you can pump them up right, and make them harsh. stiff, but they get harsh, right. you know, and then they get sketchy. So you, you went, so you like the suspension? Yes, I like the suspension. Okay. The motor wasn't as exciting, but... As what? As the Yamaha and KTM. Okay. But, I mean, like with a little bit more motor, that thing is... Is absolute. I mean, it's a great bike. Right. You know, I mean, it gets in and out of the turns. It has that front wheel bite. You know, the engine doesn't have as much excitement, but it's got. You know, it's not bad. Right. You know, and you I still don't feel connected. To yeah, the rear I feel, yeah, I feel connected. Like okay. it's a little stink buggy. My person, me personally, I would lower the rear a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and have a little bit of a stiffer fork. But out of the box, I think. You know, with everything combined together with that bike it's it's the best way to go and so suspension's good for you chassis feel you feel chassis is rigid at all or no um not as rigid as the last year's model because i guess they put that rx thing on there there, yeah 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 yeah. so like i could feel in the uh like sweeper turns lean angle it didn't want to like it wasn't as chattery it wanted to stick better yeah and yeah i mean like out here today where the high does you know the track is hard baked out yeah it gets you know, baked like yeah it's it gets right baked. now we're watching some guys ride and it's you see dust and oh yeah and tire marks so oh yeah so the, the window of opportunity for traction here is about three to four hours mm-hmm. and then when the track changes and gets hard packed so yes um and he rode it towards the end of the day where it was starting to get hard packed i did um and did you ever try the maps one was stock two. i tried i tried one and two okay and you like you like one map? Obviously, one stock. Two is the mellow. Three is the hard hitting one. Yeah. So I tried one and two, but I liked, I like, I think I think I like the one. Yeah. Just the stock. Yeah. So three is a little bit harder hitting, but it yeah. kind of signs off a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did like one, which is shocking to me again. So I thought hey, you man. would like three. 
So you're really surprising me here. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that I, I'm trying. So he, he hasn't really rode a he rode a Honda for uh, Schmeidel. Schmeidel. It rides with Schmeidel. Schmeidel. Um, and but, I rode the 17 as well. I rode them both back to back. Right. Yes. So he liked it the best. Suspension's good. And then Honda did go up spring rates this year, so that probably helped you out a lot being 185. Yeah, yeah. Aggressive rider, has some hold up. Mm-hmm. And you went a little stiffer on the fork or no? I went a couple clicks. A couple clicks stiffer. And it helped? Yes, it did. Well, there you go. And what's your engine ranking real quick before we get off here? Engine ranking, Yamaha 1, KTM 2nd, Husky 3rd, Cowie 4th, Honda 5th, and Suzuki. Suzuki is 6th. All right. Well, there you go. There's A-Ray's opinions. If you're 185 pounds... Oh, yeah. Like a front-end steering guy, like A-Ray? Yeah, and you want some excitement in the motor. And you like skinnier, exciting bikes? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, skinnier, exciting bikes. All right. Well, there you go. There's A-Ray's opinions. All right. Hey, everybody. Chris Kiefer here. I am back with the second rider, and uh, this guy has been around for a little while. He was with me at Dirt Rider. He is, we call him Big Air Todd, and... uh, Give us your stats, Todd. My stats. Been doing this since I was 13 years old. Yeah. I'm uh, almost 50 now, so I'm a little beat up. So you're 50 year old. Oh, November I'll be 50. Okay. So, yeah. so you're 50 expert. Yeah, a, I'm a senior. Senior. Senior expert. Five how eight. Much, how much you weigh in? Like 160 to 155, somewhere in there. So Todd represents Todd Shockwell. You can never. I mean, if you saw the last name, you'll be able to spell it. It took yeah. me a long time. So, uh, but he represents all the fifty-year-olds out there riding, yep. and he's an—he's an average guy, you know. He's—I uh, would say what upper middle class guy. I mean, you, if you wanted to buy a bike, you go buy a bike. Right Absolutely, now. right. Absolutely. So we're gonna rip off the what he thought, and Todd's very opinionated. I'm very uh, much a consumer. Yes. So sixth place, what do you would you would you get? I'm sorry to say the Yamaha, just because of the suspension, it just it just scared me a little bit. It, it bucked me a few times in the hoopy doos, and it just felt like it didn't. It wasn't very progressive. Like it didn't have any of that. Didn't have damn it, it, Like yeah, it just needed work. I mean, it's a great bike. You just need to work on it. It needs to fit you, and you need to spend the day doing you know clickers and setting. Well, we set sag, but we kind of gave Todd like if he was getting these bikes on the showroom floor. Yes. Just straight off the showroom floor without any adjustments. We kind of sent Todd in that direction. So yeah. As a you first, guys would know. As a first impression. And then, and you'll get this in other podcasts where we we switched a lot of things up. But Todd was one of the guys that's like, hey, I got money. I'm gonna go my first day on a bike. And what do you think? So set it up stock. Let's see. What do you think of the Yamaha motor? It was smooth and, and, and a little bit deceiving. Really powerful. Mm-hmm. Kind of quiet. Okay. And that made it, uh, I think, deceiving because it was so quiet and smooth. Did it have enough bottom end for you? I, absolutely. The, the, all these bikes, they seem like they have such an electric power band. It's like in the old days, we were riding 125s or 250s, and there was that such a difference in the power from a ball, ah, and it would take off. Right. Nowadays, it seems like they're all fuel-injected, and everything is just so linear and smooth. Yeah, so a lot of them connect to the rear wheel. You feel a lot of connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fifth place? It's a close one uh, between Husky and Suzuki, and the only reason uh, I just felt the forks on the Suzuki were like too soft, and it felt like I felt like the shock was incredible. It was if you ride it on the back end and slam into stuff with the rear wheel, but the front end just felt too soft, and it felt like it just a little divey. Yeah, it settled down in the front end too much, divey. Yeah. So you ride Suzuki fifth. Yeah, and all these terms, divey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the Suzuki motor? It was deceiving. Like, I thought it was slow at first, and then I overjumped a couple big-ass jumps. Like, you know what? It's funny you say that because, um, obviously, none of these guys really talked to one another when they did the, they filled the sheets out, but 
more than one person, not just you, said the same thing. Like, I felt like the Suzuki's a little slow. Yeah. But, man, I could come out of the corner and I, and I almost overjumped that. Yeah. Jump. I, maybe it's because it just hits so, maybe the power on that one just it's deceivingly hits hard at the very top top. It peaks out. Yeah. Maybe that's where it makes it the last little burst. Um, so, fourth place, you got Husky. Husky was really light and really nimble and really fun to ride. It just, again, the back end swapped around a little bit on me. It just needs time for adjustments. I mean, I'm sure I could have spent a couple hours dialing that Husky and been stoked on it because What'd it's you, really flickable. you feel flickable. the difference between, because, uh, you know, the previous two bikes, the sixth and the fifth place bike had spring forks, and this fourth place bike had air fork. Could you tell the difference between the two? Because I'm a big stickler with air forks and spring forks, but maybe you're not. Maybe you can't really decipher between the two. Do you do you care which one you ride? Honestly, to be totally honest, I didn't notice. Okay. Oh, the difference between the spring or the air. So, I mean, to you, it wouldn't even matter? Nope. Only thing maybe would matter is trying to adjust the stuff before you went riding? That might be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Always getting the air, you know, gauge out, checking it. What do you think of the Husky engine? It was smooth and, and fast. It was, you know, I don't know. It was the, the, all I, I got saying earlier. All these bikes are great bikes. They yeah. just, they're, they're. It's amazing how there's no real separation in them. It's just like what you prefer. And you've been in shootouts for a long time, Jimmy Lewis days, right? I've been in shootouts in Rick Simon days okay. from, with Super Hunky. So back in 1980. I want to talk about that real quick too. So you've been a part of these shootouts for a long time. You've seen a lot of bikes in your time. Oh my gosh. So. Was is this the closest you've seen bikes ever? That's a, that's absolutely true. So back in the day, there was more separation between bikes. Massive. Give me an example, like like back in the day. Like, oh my God, you would never want to ride a KTM back in the day. Right. I don't want to bash them now. They're incredible bikes, but maybe 15 years ago, they never even stayed in gear. Right. They misshifted four or five times around the track. Could you imagine? Gosh. No, it was it was they were. <laughs> They've come a long, long way. So back in the day, the sixth place bike was a sixth place bike. Like that like, was last place. Don't buy it. Okay, <laughs> got it. So that's what he's saying, guys. Like sixth place is not a horrible bike. Not at all. Like he would, Todd would go like be happy to buy a sixth place bike and fix it up to be. You yeah, know, you just do what you set it up. You get triple clamps. You whatever set up the ignition way you like. Get your suspension done. Right. I'm pretty lightweight. You know, I don't. Maybe I get lighter springs. Whatever I need to do. Right. But and it may be a different linkage. You know. So third place you chose Kawasaki. I okay. felt like it was all around a solid package. Okay. I had a, a strong motor. It's a lot more quieter than the old Kawasaki. Yeah, it's not so raspy. Sound. Yeah. yeah. Remember those back? That silencer back in the day was horrible. Oh God. Yeah. So actually, it's got a little better. I wouldn't say a lot better, but it's a little bit better. I feel it's a lot better. I feel it's a lot better. I feel like it really um, is stable in a straight line. Yeah. That bike is. You know. So chassis, the frame feel has a good feel, like absorption. Yeah, you're saying a lot of confidence. Yeah, and guys going out there too, like I've said in my podcast before, Kawasaki has been one of the leaders in frame absorption um, feel on the track because their frame feeling is so good. I remember, like I said in other podcasts, like 2013, 14 Kawasaki was. We use that as a baseline bike for other models just to try to make it as good. Yeah. So straight line. What about cornering? Is the Kawasaki corner okay for you? It's not the best in the cornering, and that's why I picked uh, the other bikes ahead of it. Uh -huh. Just because it just it, it was a little bit tiring for me to corner. Uh, Are you more of sense. a rear end? Steve? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. Rear end. All of my rear end. I'm a rear end guy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of these guys out here are. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know if you know that. <laughs> okay, I do now, and so does a lot of other people. You see, Todd the street. He's an ass man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a rear steering guy. That's probably reason one. Um, 
he likes the Cowie. You know, it's it's a little bit more rear wheel bias. It's it's better than it was before. Like it was super rear wheel bias back in the day. But um, air fork, like I said, I, don't really care about the air fork. Didn't really notice didn't, anything. No, I think the Cowie could have possibly won the shootout if we were today. If we were on a sand track, right? I feel like you could back it in on on a sandy corner and just not let off. So you like berms and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This was a little more rutted, hard pack surface. So. And the Cowie is light this year, by the way. If you didn't know that, did it feel that you feel? No, it? I didn't feel that. I didn't. I mean, I didn't notice it. Do you honest. notice the weights between all these bikes that much, or is it? I really felt nice? like no, I did honestly feel like the Husky was the lightest. Okay, just because I felt like I could flick it around more. Um, I could tell it where to go right away, and it didn't make me as tired. Okay. You know, the, the heavier bikes, they get you more, they get you tired. Yeah. So second place, you rated the Honda second. The Honda. Okay. And, and part of the reason I rated the Honda second, and I don't mean to, it, I just feel comfortable on it. Yeah. Like, because it's that cockpit. Yeah. You get in it, that's just. It's that Honda feel. It, it's that Honda feel, and I and I own a Honda. Mm-hmm. So that's, and I'm being honest, that's that's why I like it. Because you get on a, your own bike that you ride, you have 100 hours on, you jump on another bike that feels the same way. You're automatically comfortable right away, right? And you know Honda's known for. But you've rode other bikes long enough now that if you it was that it was if it was better, you would know right away if it was better than the Honda. Like you like you picked. We're gonna go to this in a minute. Where you picked the KTM first? Yeah. But the KTM feels different more than all the other bikes out there. You know? Yeah. But, well, the Husky felt the most different. To okay. Me. I don't know if it's the foot peg height or the height of the handlebars, and I'm not sure. But I actually jumped. At, Again, this is, sounds weird, but I felt right at home on the KTM. Okay. I mean, it railed corners. It railed right. And it was the last bike I rode. At the end of the day, you think you're tired. You right. think you're going to be sloppy. And I was cornering at the end of the day on the orange bike better than better I could. Than anything. At, yeah. It was really, to me, it stood out as the best bike. So going back to the Honda before we get to the KTM oh, sorry. more. No, it's okay. Jumped ahead. Um, engine feel? Do you- did you... I felt like it had a really hard top end, like really strong top end pull. Top end pull? Yeah. What about bottom end coming out? Well, the, another thing on the Honda, is, which is magic, is it has three settings. Right. So you can go with whatever the intermediate setting, the, the, the powerhouse setting. And I messed with them out there a little bit, but even on the very bottom, I don't know if you want to call it beginner setting. What do you want to call so it? So number two is a soft setting, and then number three is a... Uh, Hard hitting and number one stock. Number one's number one's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's on this track. It was making traction and and it, you know pulling hard on the top end. It was awesome. Yeah, good. And then, like you said, suspension was okay. Yep, all the like, yeah, so you could really make it better. But I, it didn't scare me in any way. It didn't like Nothing step out on out. you. No. And I ride all these bikes at about eighty percent. Okay. Because they're not my bikes. I don't know how they're going to act. Right. You got to feel them out. You, you got to crash like I did. No, today. you don't want to hit your head. Right. So, yeah, that's how I test. I've always tested that way because I don't want to be that guy at the track that, you know, gets taken away in an ambulance on a test day. Right. Because we, exactly. don't, we don't need to be hanging it out, you know, on, out here. You get enough. Your 80% is probably better than a lot of other guys, trust me. Yeah. It's a safe ride. I get to go home. KTM's number one for you. For cornering and, and power, I mean, and handling and uh, progressive suspension. I felt, like, I felt like it had a lot of bottom resistance, but it also took up the little chop. Although on this track today we didn't have a lot of rough, it wasn't very rough. There's a rough, couple rough sections. Yeah, right. In the straightaway, straightaway in the, the back, or inside something, ruts but, had some chugs. But uh, yeah, it was like I said, it was shocking because that was the last bike I rode, and you think by the time you're at the end of the day you're pretty tired and fatigued, and you might you might not like that because you can't hang on. But it put a smile on my face at the end of the day. And hey. when you rail a corner, and you guys know it out there, when and you hit it just right. You can't get it any better. That just makes you happy. Right. And so you had more happy moments with the KTM. Yes. Okay. Right. That's what we're out here for. Right. 
Right. Exactly. That's a good point. Like when you buy a motorcycle, you do it because you love riding. Yeah, because you, you want to have fun. Right. So let me ask you this. You're an older guy. Does electric start really matter to you? Uh, I'm not quite that old. I mean, I'm old, yeah, and it's going to matter in the future, but it is a major convenience, especially if you're racing in my class and you fall over or tip mm -hmm. over or stall it. By the time you start the bike up again... Does it matter that the Suzuki Cowie had them, didn't have electric starts? Not, didn't phase me. They like, both when started. you kick it, you're like, whatever. You whatever. It, but it was butter. And, I, and I brought started. this up in my, in my pre-show podcast was like, you can't kick start a bike. You shouldn't be riding. Thank you. Yeah, no. And another thing, too, if you can't load a bike, right. you probably shouldn't be riding. Exactly. <laughs> you, you should have a disabled you, sign you, and you just, be, like, yeah. check yourself a little bit. You got to go fix yourself. Go fishing. <laughs> yeah. Go golfing. Right. So there you have it. Big Air Todd. He's 50, almost 50. And uh, his rankings were KTM, Honda, Cowie, Husky, Suzuki, and Yamaha. Okay. Is this rated R? Can you say whatever you want? Yeah. All right. So... Yeah, I am pretty old. And if I did have ball hair, yep. it would all be gray. There you go. <laughs> Big air top. There you go, guys. There you go. See you later. Later. All right, guys. Another rider that I picked to join us here for the 2018 450 MX shootout is Tyler Bowers. Um, he really don't doesn't need an introduction. All you vital guys out there getting ready to listen to this, just calm the fuck down, okay? You're going to say, ah, Bowers is the Cowie guy, blah, blah, blah. The dude straight up, if if he feels something, he'll tell me. If it's first or last, he'll tell me. There's no bullshit. That's why I got him here. So for all you guys talking shit, he's getting paid to, to rank whatever first. I'll tell you, I'm not getting paid. He's not getting sure. paid. You heard it. Yeah, exactly. not getting paid. <laughs> so anyway, tell it, well, give us your weight, height, all that shit. Um, I'm about 195, um, 6'2", so I'm pretty tall, pretty yep. heavy guy. Or dirt bike rider, uh, but I guess your average uh, guy might be around that weight. Average um, guy's probably 200 pounds. Yeah. yeah, maybe not that height though. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, are you? Let's before we start this. Are you more of a front end steering guy or your rear rear end steering guy? Um, yeah, I've always been kind of a front end steering guy. Um, now my style has changed a little bit over the years, just because I, I rode the Cowie forever, and the old chassis style was always like kind of a rear and steering bike. Right. Um, so I, I I never really picked that up until today when I got on a couple of the bikes that were more front and steering bikes that I didn't like. Kind of surprised me. There was things that I thought I would like um, about a few of the bikes, and I didn't really pick up on them because I wanted to get the back end to kick around a little bit more, like you would on a on a Cowie or what I've been riding for the right. last few years. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit more I would say more comfortable with the front end steering. Uh, but a little bit of a hybrid now. So sixth place, what do you got? Uh, I got the Husky at sixth okay, place. Okay, there you go. See, you guys out there, this is how close shit is, okay? So Huskies won last year. I think they got second or third in another shootout. Six, why did you pick at sixth? I had a very hard time, and I'm... I've always been like this on bikes, like my Supercross bikes I rode this year, the Yamahas, and then, you know, my Cowies in the past. I like stability. Right. You know, you're, you got to feel in control. And for the Husky, I never felt in control. I had a, a, a hard time with it, kind of. Um, there wasn't much rear, rear wheel traction, like under hard acceleration. Like, um, through, there's some chop out here today. And when I would hit, like, some of the little square edge bumps, there was just literally no rear traction. Kind of like wash out and spin and then it would catch and kind of like swap back and I did not like that at all um and then there was a couple times like there's like a like a roller section and then like a little tabletop and another roller section here today got a couple little square edges in the rollers and um 
man, it would hit some of the square hedges and just blow through, and I would get way out of control. I didn't know if I was going to jump left, jump right, and I didn't like that at all. So um, a little bit of that, and it had a, a, there was a few negatives that the KTM had as well that it shared, like uh, going into like sweeping corners. Right. Um, I'd be standing up, going into a sweeping corner, and the front wheel would uh, kind of wash going into it. It wouldn't follow where I wanted it to go. Um, it would almost like turn under. Sometimes you can fix that with you know speeding up the rebound. Um, yeah, basically speeding up the rebound on it or a little bit different on the... So engines, was lethargic feeling for you or is it... Um, yeah, so another thing, you know, the guys at Husky and KTM also told me that the engines are supposed to be pretty much exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They sit on the dyno, they're the exact same. So I, I told them today, I think they had a lemon today because right. like the Husky is definitely a little bit more sluggish than the KTM. Um, one thing I looked for on all these bikes today was the throttle response and a little bit bottom end and mid power. Mm-hmm. That seems to be where I ride the bike the most in yep. the bottom and mid and the Husky just seemed really sluggish on the on the bottom. I just couldn't, like there was some corners I was like, really, is this a, a 450 coming out of the corners? Um, so I would I would have much rather have a little bit more power out of the corners. But then again, that could be very ugly without rear wheel traction. You right. know, it could get kind of loose out there. So exacerbate yeah, the, the exactly. problem, right? So fifth place you chose? I chose Suzuki in fifth place. And this is, this is disappointing. I've okay. heard, always heard great things about Suzuki. They're going to turn gray and, uh, you know, if they got their motor figured out, it'd be a lot better. You know, they, they just need a little bit of motor work. And I'm kind of there with the Suzuki. I started out with the Suzuki today. Um, had a few problems right off the bat where um, anytime I would chop the throttle, I would just basically over the front of the, the bike. You know, I'm, I'm a tall guy and I ride, ride over the front anyway. Um, so, and it was deep to begin with today. So we made a few clicker changes and it kind of leveled out a little bit better and it finally was turning very well. Once again though, it's still a bit slow. So very sluggish. Um, it pulled forever, but I mean, that's kind of easy to do when you're not ever hitting the you know rev limiter. Right. Um, so I think the Suzuki could easily jump from a fifth place guy to like a two or three, um, you know, with some good motor work. Um, it's, it handles very well. Um, not surprising, very fun to ride. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, I just I couldn't make up for the motor. Do you feel the weight difference on the Suzuki versus other bikes? <sighs> little heavy. It felt a little heavy, but it might be a good kind of heavy because sometimes you get a, the kind of heavy it felt where it kind of pulls into the corner with you, so it helps it handle a little bit better. More so, traction. No, like like if I was going to lean, like starting to lean over in a corner, mm-hmm. it pulls you into the corner, like leans makes like forces you to lean over, right. which kind of catches guys off guard a little bit at first, but once you get used to it, it's better. So is weight a huge thing for you on deciding factors on bikes, or not necessarily? I'm a bigger guy, a little bit stronger, so I could ride the heaviest tank out there. Um, and and I'd be fine with it um, as long as I just gotta have the engine, man. Yeah. You know, if the thing's not going anywhere, I'm not very pumped on it. Exactly. The engine and stability, you know, because if if you got a fast engine, you're not in control. Like the Husky, for example, was faster than the Suzuki, but it was more out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ranked it lower. Um, I just yeah, I liked it, like the stability and a little bit of bottom end power. And fourth place. Got the KTM in fourth place. Um, was really. Let, so, let me just, just before we start talking about it, people always say, like you just said, KTM, Husky's the same bike. Okay, guys, let me tell you something. The airbox is different. The muffler spec is different on the Husky. Those two things right there, you may not think that's a huge thing when you ride, but the airbox and the muffler being a little bit more restrictive hurt power down low. Right. And when you don't have excitement, that crack, that RPM response that I've told you guys about in the past, that makes or breaks a motorcycle as far as 
um, weight feel, corner exits, yeah. all these things. So even the mental aspect of just confidence. You know, if your bike's a little quiet, sometimes it kind of kills your confidence. If you got a, the snappiest sounding, you know, loudest bike out there, you feel like you're on a fire breather. So you're right. gonna, you know, you're gonna feel better on the bike or believe in the bike more. Placebo effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Placebo effect hard. So uh, KTM, you rigged a fourth and. Uh, what was the best? What was the? Give me a couple likes and dislikes on it. Um, KTM, as long as, as well as the Husky. What I really liked was the like, I guess you call it rider interface, like with the um, the map changing. Yeah. Kind of like change the maps on the fly. Like I'm a testing kind of guy. I like like messing with stuff on the track. Like if you could make it so I could change clickers while I'm riding, I would be so amped. Right. Um, and that's kind of what they did there. You could hit the button and change from the you know their standard mapping to their more aggressive mapping to their traction control mapping all while you're moving. You just have to like chop the throttle and hit the button. I don't even think you have to chop the throttle. So just hit the button. Now that you said that, going from, because Husky and KTM do share that, do yep. you feel each change is different on the bikes? On the KTM, I didn't feel a huge change between one and like the aggressive mapping and the standard mapping, but the Husky, it livened it up for sure. Okay. But it was still not enough for me to not be enough. real pumped um, on the Husky. The Husky, yeah, so when it livened it up, it made it better, but it's still, what I didn't like about it was just how to control right. you know. Um, the guys told me at Husky too that the swing arm's a little bit different okay. between the KTM and the Husky. So that is right, a little bit. So yes. sometimes that does make a big difference in you know like the rear wheel traction I talked yep. about, um, things like that. Um, the airbox like you were talking about makes it a little bit snappier usually depending on the way you design it. Um, so yeah, the KTM was fourth. Just um, I didn't like those things. I didn't like the the shrouds, the tank and the shrouds. Okay. And this is something my number three kind of shares as well. That the, the the tank and the shrouds were just so wide mm -hmm. for me. And I think it was because it went from such a slim package to all of a sudden super wide at the tank. Right. Um, and I don't know if it's because my knees are, or my legs are longer, my knees hit different, but just sitting on the bike with my feet on the pegs, I felt like I had like my knees like spread wide. That's funny to say that because we've talked about this before on the show and other podcasts is when the KTM has a sharper line in the shroud mm -hmm. where it goes up and it's a sharp bank in the shroud, and I feel that on my knee brace when right. I go to lift, lift my leg up. And other bikes, I don't feel it because I feel it's more seamless, so to mm -hmm. speak, and less less aggressive of styling. And I think that's what you're feeling. I think right. uh, you're hitting that, that bump that's on the end of the shroud. No, literally, literally what I felt was... Like you're bowed out? Yeah, my legs are bowed out. Like, yeah. my knees are too far apart, you yeah. know. And I, I didn't really like that, like, in, in the corners. But I do sit really far up on the front of the bike. Uh -huh. And then also, um, you know, my legs being longer, so there's going to be... My knees are going to hit further up to the widest part of the shroud. Um, now let's compare that to, you know, my Suzuki number 5. Right. It was slim all the way through. But that was a negative for me on the Suzuki because I had a hard time finding out where I was at on the bike. You know, it was slim in the that, front yeah. and it was yeah. slim in the back. So I would hit a jump and if my feet weren't on the pegs at all times, mm -hmm. I didn't know if I was going to land on the pegs. Because okay. I didn't know if my legs were in the center of the bike or if they were coming off the back or off I'll the front. Down. So I had a hard time finding my position on the bike because it was so, so slim all the way through. You know? Second guy that said that today. And really? I've, never, and I've, I've never felt that. Yeah, yeah it kind of took me by surprise. You know, I wrote it at the beginning of the day, and a couple times I was like, man, I think I might miss the peg here in a second. Like, oh, yeah. And then I got kind of lucky a couple times. So The KTM fork? Uh, KTM fork was, it was all right. Um, I never ran the WP stuff. A um, little bit rigid in a couple things. Like, I had problems on the big above-ground bumps into corners. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I felt the, the large above-ground bumps that you're going to get on, like, East Coast deep tracks. Um, I felt those way more than I wanted to. Um, 
although I know that all these things are just a couple clicks away from being perfect. You yeah. know, you could always click some stuff around a little bit. We messed with things a bit today. Um, it was good on like the, you know, the small potholes around corners and stuff. Um, I did really, really like the way it tucked into tight corners. Um, like some of the tight ruts out here today, I could like get into the corner of the front, it would fall right where I needed it to. And at the apex, I just cracked the throttle and it would just explode out and it would stand me up perfectly and get ripping down the straightaway. It was great. Um, didn't like, as I said with the Husky, sweeping corners with like a rut, like a small rut, like to start. Mm -hmm. I'd be sweeping in the front and felt like it was like kind of washing out, wandering away from me the whole time until I got into the apex. And then it kind of stuck. Yeah, and then it kind of stuck. You gotta, but it's still, for me, it's not a very stable feel going into the corner. All right. So moving on, what's your next rank? Uh, what do I have? Yamaha. I have Yamaha's number three. Um, all new bike for all Yamaha this year. And you, and you kind of explained to me before we started, you weren't a big fan of last year's bike. Yeah, I rode, I rode last year's Yamaha 450. And it, to me, it felt um, just had too much torque. Like I rode the 250 and the 450 last year. And the 250 chassis wasn't that bad. 450 chassis was supposedly exactly the same, mm -hmm. just a bigger engine in it. Um, had a lot of power, and it felt like I think it just had too much torque for that chassis, and it and it caused the bike to teeter totter a little bit too much. Like it would, I'd chop the throttle and be over the front of the bike. I'd hit the gas, the back would squat, and the front end would come up. There'd be no traction. Um, this year, it's better, but I think they did that by slowing the engine down a little bit. So they smoothed like it, it out. Yeah, for they you. smoothed it out a bit. So. Um, as I've said before, I don't really always like smooth, you know, right. I think they could fix that with the chassis. Um, they definitely, I think made the chassis a little more flexible this year, mm -hmm. like a little softer. Um, I could feel all around the, the, I was pretty impressed with the, the plushness of the bike, like through, especially like high speed sections, um, high speed bumps, hard hits. It had like a pretty good hold up, and it had a, a plush feel too. You know, I could hit like potholes and square edges and it wouldn't just like, you know, get head shake or anything crazy like that. Um, basically where it's lacking was the engine department on the next two. Um, so you felt like you need a little bit more excitement down low, a little yeah, bit more so torque. A little bit more excitement, more torque on it. Um, I think they Now, they're, now they're the close. thing is too is everyone's gonna wanna know, cause this is everyone's sticking point with this bike. Does it corner better than last year's bike? Yes, absolutely better than last year's bike. Okay, and so you have some front wheel traction, not as vague? Yeah, but that's, so I do, my negative for it was it, it was vague, but not, not necessarily cornering. It'd be, um, yeah, a little bit cornering, just like places on the track, if there's like a little square edge, or there was a, a turn here today, a right-hander coming out of a rut, and right at the base of the lip of this little tabletop, under load, the bike, instead of going where I was planning on it to go, it decided it wanted to go left off the lip every time. Like, oh. it would it would kind of... Wander? Wander around, okay. yeah. It would kind of catch a, a, a small, like, tiny edge, like one you couldn't even see, and try to run with it. More like a hunt and peck. Yeah. Because I kind of... It's funny you say that, because at Glen Helen, when we did the intro, I had that feeling, and most of my hunting and pecking that I felt was on throttle. Right. They kind of had that wiggle and kind of went, yeah, and just kind of yep. veered off. I guess that I would be on throttle as well. Yeah, the places I felt it would be accelerating out of the corners, like kind of areas, or um, accelerating down in between jumps, you know, some areas. Um, and anytime I deal with that when I'm racing, because I do run into that problem on my Cowie um, in races, and when I deal with that, you just have to aim for a burn. Like, right. all right, here's a, there's an edge over there. I'm just going to point and go straight to that thing and hit it and turn around and come straight out, which isn't always ideal. You want to be sweeping the corners and stuff a little bit more and be right. a little bit more in control. So, um, basically it only, the Yamaha only fell short, 
basically because that feeling I think is a little bit of the power and then that feeling of a little bit out of control um and I just didn't yeah I just didn't know where it was going to go sometimes you know I'd be on the gas and didn't know if it was going to stay on the track or go left or right or what so now we're down to the last two and we have the Honda and the Cowie left so second place is what uh, the Honda. Oh, yeah, Here of course. We go. Everybody's going to think, you know, Here I've we been, go. <laughs> and, and I've been, I thought it myself. I'm like, you know, I've been a Cowie guy since 2010 and, you know, I've been riding them so long. Maybe, maybe it's just my bike now. I've been used to it and I'm just going to love it no matter what. Um, but then I reminded myself that they changed the chassis last year, mm-hmm. um, or 2016. And, and the first time I rode it was the end of last summer. So it was the first time I rode this chassis style. So basically, and it is all new. It's way different feeling. So it is a basically all new bike. Um, the Honda. This so you rated that Honda second. You liked it. Yeah, the Honda second. It's pretty damn close though. This Honda's amazing. Like I've heard good things about it, and um, I actually my mechanic right now. He's a huge Honda fan. He's he's been ranting and raving how much I need to get one. I'm gonna love it. This and that. But it's like yeah, yeah, whatever. But the thing is, it's pretty damn good. Um, so what do you like about the most? cornering it's just amazing in the corners you know it just falls right into where you want it and it stays like it's soft enough that the like the suspension will go like halfway down right where you want it going into the corner um find the rut get into the rut hit the gas the back squats right where it needs to it doesn't go too much um and stand you up or whatever like the suzuki had problems going into corners hit the brake the front would squat too much i felt like i was going over the bars this Honda just it squats just perfect, leans with you, doesn't fight you too much, doesn't throw you in like t- to too much of a lean, and then you get on the gas and it doesn't do anything crazy. It just the back squats where it needs to go, and you go right around the corner, and it's like a dirt bike should feel. I also did feel it had the best chassis, might even be better than the Cowie as far as like rider feel, like sitting on the seat, mm-hmm. the way my knees felt on the bike, how the width of the bike, slimmer's not always better. And, and it's, it's just right. Yeah, it's just right. It's it's not too slim. It's not too fat. And the shrouds aren't just super fat. Like, they don't, like, flare out real far. Do you notice it being a smaller feeling bike for you since you're a taller guy? I didn't feel cramped. I felt cramped on the Suzuki. Okay. I didn't feel cramped on the Honda. Um, yeah, the Suzuki, for me, I would need a little bit taller bars and a little bit farther forward. But the Honda I got on it felt right at home. And has um, enough excitement for you in the engine? No. That's why I ranked it second. Okay. It was a little bit slower than the Cowie. Okay. Um, a little bit sluggish. Uh, could definitely use one or two more teeth on the sprocket bigger, mm-hmm. liven it up a little bit. Um, you know, all these things can be fixed with, you know, some exhaust or some engine work, you know, right. tunability. So, uh, but it's funny to me, I do, I think Honda is fast. Like I, I really, yeah, I think it's really good off the bottom, but you're a bigger guy and you want that. It's funny to me how I, how we see guys like as good as you, they want more and more and more. So right. you're wanting that even still. And I think the 18 is a little bit smoother than last year's bike. Right. And they did that for cornering purposes, so it's not so on off yeah. you know, feeling. Yeah. So um, so you still, you rode it in map three then, I assume, because that was the aggressive map. Yep. And then there's one standard and two was soft. Yeah, I started with the standard, and then I did the soft and the aggressive. And the aggressive livened it up quite a bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it fell short on the, the bottom and the mid on the cow. It just felt quite a bit better. And then, just like you said, every rider's a little bit different. Like Alex Ray hated the cow. He said he thought it was so slow, but he rides the thing revving to the moon yes. in a low gear all the time. And I'm riding, you know, on the bottom end all the time. So the, the cow to me on the bottom and the mid was just great. And I could short shift it if I needed to. Um, that was another thing I didn't like about the Honda. Sometimes I would shift it. Like if I tried to short shift it, 
it would it would kind of fall, fall off. off. It didn't recover very good from that. So, um, and that's that's a word that we use a lot is recovery, and that's a key word when you're riding dirt bikes is how quick it can recover from either a your mistake mm-hmm. or b just being lugging around. Right. So a couple you know flicks of the clutch, you know, I feel like uh, you're saying the Cowie recovers a little yes, bit better. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Before we move on to the Cowie, is the chassis feel, you said that you like the chassis, do you feel the frame as being rigid at all? Or? On Honda? Yes. No. no. I, I think the Honda's perfect. Okay. I think it's a very, like, I'm very impressed and it's a very close tie, like, for first and second with the Honda and the Cowie. It's okay. very close. Um, but I just can't, I, I need a little bit more power out of the Honda and I'll be happier. Okay. So moving on to the Cowie. Gargle, gargle, gargle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you like the Cowie. What's the reason you like the Cowie? Um, one, I like the, the hold up in the forks. I could hit just giant square edges and hit them hard and, and it wouldn't blow through. Um, had a very good hold up there. I think it turned pretty close as, and I say turn as in going, entering the turns, like getting initial set up. Lean. The, yeah, the initial lean on the Cowie felt as good, if not a little bit better than the Honda. That's okay. a that's a big thing for me, is just getting set up for that turn and get it to initially lean into the corner. It was just great. And then I, I kind of just sit down and go for it after I get hit the right. apex. Um, clearly the bottom and, you know, the mid is way better than the engine package. Um, yeah, for me, it's just a little bit more in control. Um, the Honda, the Honda and the Cowie are both one and two because they're they're safer feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't feel out of control when I'm riding them, where the Yamaha was close. But once again, it kind of was vague and kind of would waller around. That hunt and pack. Yeah, right? the hunt and pack, and, and and I wasn't, I didn't feel safe. I didn't know where I was going to go. So, um, both the Honda and the Cowie very stable. I think the Cowie is a little bit more so stable. And yeah, I might be biased on this part. I just felt more at home on the Cowie. You and know? do you have any problems with the the TAC, the SFF? I'm sorry, the TAC um, air fork that's showing. Now, has. see, I've, I I have quite a bit of experience for that because I rode for Pro Circuit when I filled in for them in like 2013. That's mm-hmm. when they were first developing that. So I got to try that and work with it a little bit. And I like it. You okay. know? I think, I don't know if it's just because I'm bigger or I ride over the front more, but my riding style tends to like the air fork a little bit more. Um, I ran spring fork and supercross this year on my Yamaha, and I, I really didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. Down. I didn't like the blow through. I don't like to hear my forks clank. It scares me for some reason. Okay. I don't like to hear those things clank and feel like my wheel's going to explode. Now, do you feel like you have enough front end traction with an air fork? Um, Yes, where if you work with it, I think that's the hardest thing for the consumer is you have to be able to work with it. Right. You know, and that tack chamber, you can add a little bit of pressure to it and it'll pull that front end down where you need it. Right. Um, throw, throw out some clicks on the compression, you know, soften it up a little bit and it'll help on those the, that little chatter out of the corners that everybody's so concerned about. And if it gets too bad, step up that shock a little bit, put a little bit more weight on that front end. Right. And then you kind of get your problem a little bit ironed out. Um, it's not going to be as good as spring fork around some of the, you know, the corners and the little, the little chatter, but I would, I would much rather have it just kind of giving me a little bit of arm pump coming out of the corners than have it just blow through on a big square edge and sending me into the stands, you know? So two questions before we get off here. One is, I asked another guy this earlier, do you care if a bike has electric start or not? Does that give you a hard on? It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I really wish the Cowie did have electric start. Um, But today, you know, I don't know if it's because I've just been kicking bikes over for so many years now. 
it was cool to have it, but at the same time, like I kept reaching down for the Kickstarter, and, and at this point, I'm not used to it, so it almost took me longer to start the bike because yeah. I kept reaching for a Kickstarter that's not there. Right. So, um, but the electric starts pretty damn cool. But at a certain point, how many damn buttons do you want on your handlebars? You know? Yeah, it's gonna be like a pass license. Yeah, I mean, there's so many buttons up there right now. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm actually pretty bad about hitting uh, my chest and my waist on the handlebars already. I have to move my kill switch so I don't shut off the bike on jumps and stuff like that. So I don't want to be pressing buttons with you know more buttons on the handlebars. And Oh yeah, real quick. There's a lot of adjustability in the rider triangle for the Cowie. Do you you think that the way it is stock is good for you? Stock's the way I wrote it. I mean, stock can come many different ways. It depends yeah. on who you know, what dealership you bought it from, and yeah, where the, how, how the guy bolted it together. So today I just ran it, you know, in the the handlebars in the center hole. No, I had the back hole and then the forward forward position. Yeah. So it's kind of like center. Um, and then I rode my Cowie. I have I got this summer. I rode it for literally almost a whole month, completely bone stock. Like didn't do the suspension. Ran the stock wore out tires for like. Yeah, a I can vouch for. Yeah. I mean, I saw my. Yeah, I was at Glen Helen just sending yeah. it on that thing. Um, I cranked the compression in on the shock and the, the forks quite a bit, and it was it was good to go. Um, yeah, so I just kind of, I ran it, when I ran it like that, I ran it in the front hole and then turned the clamps back. I didn't have it in the very forward position because mm -hmm. if you get, sometimes if you get the bars too far forward, it makes it kind of turn a little funny and it handles a little bit weird. Get a weird feel in the front end. Um, and then the pegs, I've messed with the pegs before. Like I've, I've lowered them when they first came out with that option, but I didn't feel much. You're not really. Yeah, like about it, that. It, it helped a little bit as far as like when I'm standing up, if I had to lean over more to hold on to the handlebars. Right. But I don't feel comfortable with it because what if there's ruts in your dragon peg? Yeah. You know what I mean? I always like to have my pegs a little bit higher up, so I would rather kind of do something with the bars, like raise the bars up a little bit more to make it more comfortable. But at the same time, lower center of gravity is usually better. Right. So, do you care about oversize or seven eighths bars? Do you give a shit about that? Um, I like. Uh, I like really, really rigid bars. Yeah, okay, so, so you would actually, would you prefer a solid mount versus a rubber mount? Yes, solid mount. See, okay. That's one thing I didn't like about the Cowie when they had the rubber mounts. Okay, so you feel that coming in the corner, you feel the flex yeah. when you're charging it. Yeah, on, on my Cowies, I usually tighten the hell out of those rubber mounts. Like, okay. it's probably not even safe, but I just tighten the crap out of those and then go run them. All right, well, there you go, guys. Tyler Bowers, Cowie first. With the internet uh, run wild, <laughs> explode. It's only one guy. It's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. the shootout ranking <laughs> overall. So everyone, just calm down. Yeah. Just the first day. So uh, thanks for coming. Yep. Thank you. Back. Rider interviews. Rider opinions. Maybe. Uh, basically, what you guys need to do is follow a guy. Get your weight, your height, maybe your ability. I'm gonna have a, a smattering of riders of all different ages. Abilities, heights, weights, something else, sizes, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, right now, I got Chris Johnson. He's been with me at Dirt Rider for a while. I snuck his ass away from that other. Yeah, you didn't have to do much to sneak me yeah, away. You didn't know? have to do much. But, uh, <laughs> he's been with me for a couple years. I trust him. He has good opinions. He used to race professionally, um, all kinds of stuff moto, supercross, works. He, uh, he's an off road guy too, so he's not just a moto guy like me. Um, so Chris Johnson, tell us your uh, stats. Um, my stats is I'm a washed up racer. Okay. Uh, I got a dad bod now. Yeah. You know, well, trying to get rid of it. Little, I, ha I had a dad bod. And you kangaroo pouch. Going? Yeah, I did. Um, but then the whole Loretta's deal this summer, oh, I you got serious. Yeah, I got, I got a little serious and got rid of the dad bod. But you know, don't have the the cut chiseled look yet. Like you, okay. Yeah, not not so not much not in race shape. What is your? Uh, I'm actually I dropped. I, I was like 190, okay. you know, before summer. Um, but I'm actually around like 168 now. So. All right, 168. And, 
all I did was pretty much just stop eating shit. All right, there you go. <laughs> it's a little diet tip right here for you. Yeah, don't, don't. So 168, 28 years old, works 9 to 5, has a real job. Uh, I would say I work... Uh, 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. <laughs> He's a grinder. I'm a grinder. He's a I, uh, grinder. I got sucked into the family biz, and they expect me to do work. nothing but work. Yeah, that's good. I like so. it. I like a hardworking man. So anyway, we're here at 450 Shootouts. Again, Sunrise Cycle Park at Atlanta, California. It's the first day. So if you guys don't like the results, just calm down. This is not the overall yet. This is day one. Think of it as like designations. A three moto format. We'll get to your bike. Chris is going to explain to me what he ranked sixth. Go ahead. Uh, I actually ranked the Suzuki sixth, um, and the Being reason why the reason I did that is because the engine. There's just no wow factor with it. Okay. Um, you know, I heard that Suzuki was making some changes, and I, I actually I didn't know what that was. I came into this totally blind, but I knew that they were coming out with a new bike. So I was actually really excited to ride it. Um, I've always enjoyed the Suzuki in the past, like the thing corners. You had up. one. You actually I, owned them. Yeah, I, I actually owned them. Um, I rode for Rockstar Suzuki in 2010. Yep. Um, so I've ridden, you know, stock ones and I've ridden factory ones. And uh, I've always really enjoyed the Suzuki. So I know what they're capable of. Um, so but what, what did you like and what didn't you like about this bike? So the bike corners, awesome, just like it has in the past. Um, the chassis there. Uh, it's really nimble. It feels light. Um, so you think it feels light? I, I do think it feels light. I, not necessarily. I mean, there are you know other models that do feel lighter. Yeah. Um, but the bike doesn't feel heavy to me, and I can put it where I want so it. It's not a huge factor. For no, you. not okay. not not a huge factor for me. Um, the biggest thing with me is you know being able to put the bike where I want it. Um, making it do what I want. And you feel uh, like the power kind of hurts that. The the power does hurt it. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, let me just, let me just preface this before you start. A lot of people think smooth is slow. That's not always the case, guys. Smooth can be, one guy earlier said it felt so smooth, but yet he was over jumping jumps. Like it was actually connected, but yet maybe you feel like you need more RPM response and excitement to pop you out. Like it depends what kind of rider you are. You know, that, that definitely makes sense. And, and with me, I like to be shifting the bike and, and, uh. I tend to... Lower to, RPM rider? Uh, in a sense, yeah. yeah. Um, and to just to me, like, it just wasn't... I wasn't excited about it. Right. I, I was excited coming in because I heard all these changes and the yeah. bikes would be bitching, but it's just nothing... It's kind of vanilla for you yeah. in the corner. Nothing. What, what was your favorite part about the Suzuki? The cornering? Yeah, once you get settled into a turn, yeah. um, the thing, like, you can't do anything wrong. How's like the suspension? It, the, the suspension's good. Um, the shock... on got that on, new BFRC rear shock now. Yeah, so on acceleration, I had no complaints. Okay. Um, there was a little bit of shop out here. I mean, the track wasn't super rough, so really testing suspension, you know, today wasn't the day for it. Um, but the little chop that we did have, like, the thing tracked well. Yeah, so um, basically we picked Sunrise. I don't know if I said this in earlier ones, but we picked Sunrise because manufacturers come here and test. Every one of them that are out here today, besides KTM Husky, come up here and test constantly. Um, for the simple fact of that small chatter, chassis feel. We don't get huge, deep bumps like Glen Helen, but we will be going to Glen Helen. But this is good for light-feeling bumps. So anyways, go on. Yeah, so the the track, had, I mean, it, it was rough, and it, it had, you know, that small, small chop. chop. Yeah. Um, 
and like dude, the shock was bitching and I, I didn't have any complaints with the fork. Good acceleration. Yeah, traction. good acceleration, traction, wheels on the ground. Um, you know, I... So you had more problem with the fork than the shock? Yeah. Okay. Reason um, the fork was... I tend to ride over the front. Okay. Um, so to me, this, it felt a little divey. Okay. Um, but that that's just my riding style. Like, it, it gets me in trouble half the time, so... Right. This is That's how you is. do it. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you want a little bit better fork setup, want a more hold up. Yeah, exactly. Um, a little bit more exciting engine. Turns well. It's kind of the same thing we've been hearing a little bit, but uh, yeah. And to me, like, I don't, I don't know exactly all the changes they did from last year. Yeah. But the bike doesn't feel that. Yeah. Much so different. most of the, just so you know, and the, I mean, I've told this before to people out there, chassis changes are more apparent with this. There's engine changes, but not um, that many. So, and they weren't that noticeable for everyone. So you're not the only one so far that's felt that. Um, so fifth place, you ranked? I ranked the Husky fifth place. Okay. Um, the reason being, uh, the throttle response in the engine, like, the Husky was bitching. You like that connection? I, I like the connection. Um, it was really similar to the KTM. Uh, but, like, even just sitting on the stand, you twist the throttle and the thing just barks. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Uh I didn't really like the way, just sitting on the bike, um, I, I just like felt... rider triangle? Yeah. Like, tall? Uh, I felt like the rear, like, the rear end was low, mm -hmm. um, front end was a little high, uh, and just the way that the overall feel was for me, um, I wasn't too stoked on, but other than that, like, the, the bike's bitching. Do you, and then do you like the fork? We're talking about the AER fork. So not not a huge fan. Okay. Um, I felt like coming into turns, especially with the small chop and stuff, uh, it didn't like to settle. Uh -huh. uh, I could feel everything in my hands, um, and it, it liked a knife, uh, and that that to me was all in the front end. How was the rear end feeling? Uh, the rear end was actually good. Uh, once I got settled into a turn and got on the gas to excel. The thing tracked awesome, especially on like all the harder pack slick stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the thing, there was nothing but traction. Could you feel, not to jump ahead here, but could you feel the difference in the rear end between the KTM and the Husky? Uh, I could actually. Um, I actually felt like the Husky was a little bit better than the KTM, mm -hmm. and the reason being, I have no idea. Right. Um, so once again, the airbox is different, the okay. material. Uh, swing arm's a little bit different. So those two changes could make you feel a little bit something different. And that makes sense because even just sitting on the KTM, it feels completely different. Yeah. Um, and I I actually tend to like my rear end lower. Mm -hmm. um, but for some reason, like, me sitting on the Husky, I, I just don't, I don't gel with it. doesn't it. agree with you. Yeah. Um, so you ranked the KTM fourth. I did. And so you like the KTM better because of what? Because ju just that overall feel. Okay, so um, it does feel different sitting it, on the bike. It feels different sitting on it. Um, Your chick's calling you. Uh, it's work. It's work, actually. It says work, sell. That's Will. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to answer it if it was my chick, you know? <laughs> um, <coughs> you got me all sidetracked now. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, William, KTM, focus. KTM. It's orange. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it does feel different, though, you said. No, it, it does feel different just sitting on the bike, um, you know, in the parking lot. You yeah. don't even have to turn the thing on. You sit on it, and it feels completely different. So the bars are, are different uh, manufactured. Okay. Um, the bend, actually, I'm not quite sure, but I, I think the bend 
um, is different as well. Um, but as far as engine, can you feel the difference between the KTM and Husky? No, the engine's very similar. Okay. Um, and I actually flipped through the maps. And that, that's one cool thing that I liked about the Husky and the KTM mm-hmm. um, is it has different map settings. Uh, I didn't notice, you know, a huge difference between the two. Um, but definitely the way that the, the bike delivered the power and the hit, um, it was definitely noticeable between the two maps. Uh, and you, it, it all depends on track condition. Did you notice the fork suspension different on Husky and KTM? Um, the shock, not necessarily. It, they they had the same characteristics and problems uh-huh. as far as coming into turns and wanting to settle and, and them wanting a knife. Yeah. Um, but I did notice a difference in the shocks, and I think it's just because of the way the chassis is. Uh, I thought the Husky was actually a little bit better on acceleration than the KTM. Okay. Um, so you rank, what's the main reason why you rank KTM above Husky? For me, mm-hmm. um, it's just the way that it feels sitting on the bike. So it's, that means it must be close then. Yeah, I mean, that, that, it down to feel. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, and that's just my personal preference and, and the way that I like to set my stuff up. Right. Um, they, I mean, they're so they're so similar that it's hard to really pick the two apart. Right. So you wouldn't mind if you, you were going to buy one or the other, it wouldn't matter to you? No, it wouldn't matter to me. Got it. And, and really with all the bikes, like, they're all really competitive and they're all close. Yeah. Um, it's just whether, you know, what you prefer and, and what you want to pick apart. Third, you rank the new Yami. Uh, yeah, I wrecked the Yami just because, I mean, the motor, it, it's a freaking solid like motor. I like the hard hit. I like the aggressive motor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fast. It's it's fast. Mm-hmm. Like You you feel you, like it's still, it's exciting, but you still have good connection? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, and, and I think that's because I like to carry a taller gear, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really get me in trouble too much. Right. Um, and I don't really feel that loss of traction, just the just because of my riding style. But I like when I want the power, I have it. Right. And that's that's why I like the Omaha. Um, what didn't you like about it? It's still the same front end push. You still feel um, vague in the front. I still feel vague in the front. Um, and I don't like that it, it's fat. It feels fat to me. Now after you go a couple laps and you ride the thing and get used to it, it's really not an issue. But just getting on the bike. You know, just think. so you don't feel a big difference between last year's bike and this year's bike, as far as you know, appearance, looking down, thinness, feel on the track. No, to me, I mean, they're they're pretty similar. Okay. Um, I did I did notice that I I feel like it doesn't push as much as last year, mm-hmm. um, and I did like that, uh, but I've never really gelled with the Omaha. I've, I've raced them in the past. Um, I rode for Yamaha, yep. and, you know, there's just certain little things that you can do to fix that, right. but as far as an, an OEM bike and just hopping on it. What about stock suspension? Um, and you're, what, 168? Yeah, I'm 168. This, the suspension, to me, uh, the Yamaha ranked up there. Uh-huh. Um, the initial feel in the forks was good. Uh, it tracked well. Um Every once in a while, it kind of want to pack and spike in the rear end, coming in in the corners. Um, but overall, like that comfort level is okay. Yeah, yeah. Other than the front end wanting to push. Okay. Second, you rake the Cowie. 
Yeah, I was actually, it surprised me. That is surprising. It, it's, it's actually, su- so far we've been going through these interviews and Cowie's been doing them pretty well. It surprised me and, and you know, when I, when I was sitting down ranking all these things, I, I had a hard time. I wanted to race it right. just because, like, the, all the bikes are so close. Right. But today, you know, the track the track got dry, um, and just the way that I felt on the bike and the way I was able to ride it is why I put the Cali second. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really find anything really wrong with it, other than I don't like the fork. And reason being, reason being, I feel it all in my hands. Okay. Spike. Um, yeah. Slap downs. Yep. Okay. Uh, and like I case jumps on purpose, I over OJ'd them, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, this just feels harsh. Yeah, always. Yeah. I couldn't get rid of it. So you're a lighter guy, and we talked to Tyler earlier, and Tyler likes that feel of the air fork because he's heavier. He can like air it up a little bit and doesn't feel like um, it bottoms. He says he doesn't want it to bottom, like metal to metal. He doesn't want it, and air fork he doesn't get that. So you're a lighter guy. You want more feel, comfort, yeah. what we call comfort versus performance. Tyler's more performance-oriented, and I feel like you're more comfort-oriented, where you need some of that, you need hold-up, but yet you want a more softer feeling. Yeah, and, and to me, I can't get that with the Cowie Fork. Um, and I've actually owned a Cowie in the past, and I that that's what I fought the whole time. Like, I love the bike, the bike's good, but to get what I want out of the fork... It's tough, uh, to, I, tough to do. Yeah, it's just a, a lot. Engine, you like the engine? Yeah, I had no complaints with the engine. Not, nothing really stood out to like, you know, oh, it had a good hit or it was solid off the bottom, mid-range power or pulled really strong on top. Like nothing really like stood out, mm-hmm. but nothing really was wrong. It's really easy to ride. Yeah, it was easy to ride. You could shift gears, you could carry tall gear, no problem. It it really didn't matter. Um thing tracked well do you feel like you can corner it okay do you see yeah that? yeah other than you know my personal problems <laughs> dipping my shoulder right the thing turned bitching it's um, funny because we're talking about chassis differences between pre-16 cowie where it's more rear end biased and now you said you're more of a front end steering guy uh i i ride over the front okay and i've learned to steer with my rear okay just from the different bikes that i've ridden and and to get my setup right um would you say that cowie is pretty balanced as far as cornering i i felt like it was um and i didn't really have any issues as far as like with the ktm and the and the husky like i i say that i don't like the cowie fork but really coming into the that small chop and coming into you know faster turns and whatnot i didn't have the issue on the cowie like i did with the ktm and the husky um Fuck, I'm getting sidetracked. There's so much shit going through my head. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, that's you know? this, here's what I'm saying. Like people, like this is how close bikes are nowadays. They're they're all super close. And and going to Todd, he's our older guy, 50 year old rider. He was saying he's done shootouts back in the past where it's been not this close. And we really have to sit here and nitpick these bikes apart to rank these bikes. Like you're saying, man, I get sidetracked and my brain goes somewhere else because. I can relate a little bit because you're so you're trying to find minute things to make it like 
okay, this is reason why I got second, but they're so close, mm-hmm. it comes down to comfort. So, and, and with me, like, I, I can nitpick everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can find everything wrong with something. That's why you and... got relationship problems. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. That's a whole other podcast that we won't talk about. Man, we could have so many good podcasts. It's so good. Oh, the oh. shit, the shit that, oh. yeah. We're going to keep it a dirt bike. I just want to hear the ball across stuff. We're going to keep it a dirt bike. Right? All right. Winning... Chris's day is is the red machine. Okay. And I have never been a red guy. Okay. I I don't like the color red. Okay. I I've never been a Honda fan. Okay. Um, and it really surprised me. Um, what you did know, you like about it? Everything. There you was, liked how it cornered. I liked how it cornered. The motor was strong. The thing that it's skinny and nimble, like feels like I could flick it. I could do whatever I wanted with it. Mm-hmm. Um. I felt super comfortable with it right away. Um, other than, I don't really like. I don't like the handlebars. You don't like. You don't like the bend. I don't like the bend of the bar. I agree with you, and I've been telling Honda this for years. It's too tall. Yeah. I feel like it's ape hangers. Exactly. Nine um, seven one bend. Although I do like a seven eight bar. I I had to roll mine super far back. Right. Um, pretty so, much have them laying in my lap. Honda, you need a lower bend. <laughs> so let's get a let's get a nine six three seven eight bar, which is a lower bend, and I think it just it enhance it. But like, you you were a picky guy earlier about just sitting on the bike and feel. So sitting on this Honda, you feel like it's other than the bar height, it feels good. The, the thing feels good. Um, I, I did feel like when I first took off. Now, when I when I was actually riding the bike, it, I didn't feel this way. But when I first took off, and I was just kind of riding it around, mm-hmm. I felt like the rear end was really high. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said earlier, I've always kind of liked my rear end low. Mm-hmm. Um, and like pulling onto the track, I'm like, oh shit, you know, Stink like the things. Yeah, I, I was ready for it, and but I rode the thing, and it feels balanced when you start riding. Yeah, okay. it was. What's one thing you didn't like about it? Was there one thing you could pick out that you didn't really care for? Um, yeah, every once in a while it felt like the rear end wanted to pack and spike. Okay. Um, just on braking. But really, that was that was the only complaint I had. Does it feel light? Uh, yeah. Was it, was I mean, middle, it, middle of the road. Middle of the road to me. So it's not um, heavy, not lightest feeling. Yeah. I, I What's can, the lightest feeling bike to you? The KTM. Yeah. I mean, it's 12 pounds, 13 yeah. pounds lighter than everything else, right? Yeah. Um, but really, I mean, you, you say it's 12, 13 pounds. You hop on the Honda and it doesn't feel like it's 12, 13 pounds right. heavier. It's closer. Um, but, you know, I could put the thing wherever I wanted it. And it was, I was really, really surprised. So there you go. Chris Johnson, Honda, Cowie, Yamaha's top three. Um, we still got two more days. Hopefully you can come to another day get your yeah, ass let off me work. know yeah we'll get it we'll get you off work we need to call factory phil you know oh yeah there you go yeah, yeah we tell him get you off so anyway <laughs> um stay tuned for more interviews we are back again another rider interview here rider opinion sunrise cycle park day one i have colton act let me just, let me just, is that the right pronunciation? Uh, no. Okay, how do you say it? You say it, ek. Ek, like E first? Yeah. So it's not ach. No, definitely not ach. Okay, so it's Colton Eck. Got it. A-E-C-K. Um, for those of you that do not know, Colton had a gnarly, gnarly injury 
You actually got landed on at what race in Supercross? Uh, Dallas. Dallas Supercross, very ugly, lost feeling below the waist for a while, or is it chest? Yeah, uh, about belly button down, um, lost all my feeling, and uh, slowly just came back over, over the course of a few days, and uh, had to learn how to walk again, the whole thing, been building my strength back ever since, it's been about seven months since my injury, and... So how long have you been back riding? I've uh, been back riding for about two months now. So two months he's back riding, folks. It's a pretty cool story. Like, once I saw him back on his bike, I'm not going to lie, I was, like, almost crying to my wife. She's like, what are you crying about? She comes home and says, what's wrong with you? I said, dude, Colton's back riding. So that was pretty stoked. Um, how old are you? 22. 22. Gosh, you're so young. So much things to look forward to in life. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it right now, but there's so many things. Uh, 22. How, how much do you weigh? Uh, 175 pounds. 175 pounds. Um... So you rode all the bikes today. We're going to rank them from 6th to 1st. Okay. Um, so you picked what 6th? 6th place was the Kawasaki. Okay, and the reason why you rated that 6th. Uh, what, what, let's start with this. What do you like and what do you dislike about the Kawi? Uh, one thing I really love about the Kawi is it's super stable and it's really predictable. Like you can come into a turn, haul an ass, and you know that thing's going to go in a straight line, which I, I really really dig that it's very confidence inspiring um the the place where the cowie fell a little bit short for me was the engine mm -hmm. um it's just a little down on power a little pretty much everywhere it's got it's got a strong mid-range um but it's a little down on power on the on the bottom and on the top as well um compared to some of the other bikes I feel like you feel like you need a more rpm response down low yeah yeah i'd like to get a little bit more throttle response um a little more hit right off the bottom um, and a little bit more over rev would be nice too. It's it's a it's a strong motor, but it's it doesn't do anything exciting really. Right, doesn't do anything great. Yeah, just pretty vanilla average for you. Yep. Um, what do you think about the fork? Um, the fork. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, of the air fork. Yep. Um, I had that fork on my bike on, on Honda actually, but I had that fork on my bike and why would you do that? <laughs> battled with it. Okay. So. Uh, not a huge fan of the fork. It, it's it seems harsh initially. Um, like it's it takes a lot to kind of get the fork to break away, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't seem like it wants to settle as good in the turns. Um, and then for me too, like on on hard slap down landings, um, and just generally hard hits, it would I could bottom the fork pretty easily. Okay. So I feel like I had a harsh feel on slap downs, like in your hands. Yep. That's kind of the common thing. Uh, theme of the day is like uh, to the hands mostly on that fork. Yeah. What, what do you feel about cornering on that bike though? Do you think it corners pretty decent? Um, it's definitely not the best cornering, um, but it's it's it corners well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like I said, its strength is its stability. Um, but you can get around a corner just fine. It's not you're not fighting to corner it at all. So. Um, what do you got for fifth? Uh, fifth place, I ranked Husky. Okay. And Husky's been kind of opposite in today. It's been up high. It's been down low. Um, what didn't you like about the Husky, first things? Um, again, for me, um, the Husky didn't have that bottom end, that throttle response that I was looking for. Um, I tend to ride the, ride my bike in real real low RPM. Um, so I like that. I like that response right at, 
right off the bottom. Mm-hmm. Right when I twist the throttle, I want it to be there. Um, so the Husky made more of its power on the mid to top. Um, so that was that was the biggest thing for me with the Husky was just I needed more bottom end out of it. Um, as far as the rest of the bike goes, uh, I didn't really have too many complaints. Uh, it handles handles really well. How's that air fork compared to the Cowie? That air fork doesn't really even feel like an air fork. Um, it if has you, good comfort for you? Yeah, it's got good comfort initially. Um, it holds up on, on big hits. So if you told me that was a spring fork, I you probably wouldn't it. think twice about it. Yeah, it's a good air fork. Uh, people out there listening and, you know, that's been the consensus you know, I've said that for, I don't know, the last year or so is WP has come a long way. That air fork is really good um, compared to KYB's air and Showa's air. It's it's way better and more comfort. So so basically you're saying the Husky, the only really complaint you have was engine area. Yep. The, uh, the engine just felt just a little bit choked off. It's one of the quieter bikes. Um, so I think with a pipe that would, you could probably liven it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just just want a little more throttle response out of it. Uh, what you got for fourth? Uh, fourth place, Yamaha. Okay. All new bike. Um, similar situations. People like it. Some people haven't been liking it. Um, so let's start first what you do like about the Yamaha. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you get this with everybody, the motor's awesome. Right. Uh, killer motor. Um, <coughs> and again, kind of like the cow, it's one of the more stable bikes. Uh, they definitely improved the turning this year, which is which I was pleasantly surprised with. Um, what I didn't like was just it still got that vague front-end feeling um, that the Yamahas have had for a while now. And, and where is that at in the corner? Kind of explain that to the people out there. Where did you feel that at? The place where I really noticed it um, was on acceleration, actually. Um, as you kind of get on the gas and the front end starts to get light, um, it kind of hunts and pecks a little bit. Dude, you know, okay, here's the deal, people. That word that he used right there, I have not spoke, I mean, we haven't talked all day about anything. And I've used that word two or three times before you stepped in here and did this interview. And on throttle, hunting and pecking, I felt that. Mm-hmm. Tyler's felt that. And now you felt that. So don't think out here we're all talking about these things before we do these interviews. I mean, we're climbing in my truck right now to do these interviews, and we haven't, I don't even know what his ranking is. He's looking at his sheets. And, uh, so that is a common theme. So on throttle, hunting and pecking just kind of seems to wander a little bit. Yeah, it just it's doesn't seem like it just really grabs. Um, when you give it a handful of throttle, the front end just kind of wanders just a little bit. It's nothing major, but it's just just enough to unsettle you a little bit. Yeah. So, and Tyler noticed that going up faces the jumps kind of had that little wiggle, and it kind of it, if it if it hit anything, kind of veered off a little bit. Um, so that, that is something that's been going on, not just you. Um, you feel the suspension still the leading in class? Actually, I don't. Okay. Um, last year's Yamaha, I thought this is, they really hit the mark um, with their suspension setting. This year, it, it felt a little bit soft to me. Um, yeah, just just overall softness, you know. Just moves too much for you. You'd like to have a little bit more damping feel. Exactly, yeah. You know, getting on the gas or braking, it kind of rocks a little bit. Um, and then just on on hard landings and stuff, it, it has quite a bit of comfort, like in small chop. Yeah. Um, but like in, on the harder hits, uh, it just didn't hold up quite enough for me. So what you got in third? Uh, third place, got the KTM. Okay. So you have the Husky and KTM separated. I do. And 
again, we'll, we'll discuss this again, it's, it's virtually the same bike, besides airbox, swing arm difference a little bit, and then muffler, um, perf inside that's different. So why do you feel the KTM and the Husky are so different? Uh, the biggest thing for me is just is just power wise. Um, KTM I, is. I like the delivery better on the KTM. So as far as excitement, you're saying? Yep, yep. It's just got a little bit of a freer feel to the engine, um, better throttle response, and it just revs up faster. Um, where the the Husky kind of takes takes a little bit of time to build. Um, the KTM's a little bit, you know, it's it's right there. Yeah. Um, a little bit, a little bit better response. You feel top end similar than Husky too, or um, top end similar? Yeah, yeah. I'd say um, the biggest difference is bottom through the mid. Okay. Um, where I really like the KTM was in the mid range. It's got a killer mid range. And suspension. Suspension. Um, again, you know, I didn't really have any complaints about it. Um, it's a little bit soft on on big hits for me, um, but you can adjust that with air, obviously. Yep. Yep. And then. Uh, yeah, the KTM it does everything well. I don't I don't think it has any major weaknesses. What do you feel? Can you f- vibration compared to other bikes? Uh, I didn't didn't notice anything as far as that goes. Um, didn't notice worse or better than any other bikes. No, similar. Yeah, so that's good. And then also mapping changes. You can change the mapping. Do you feel like one and two map is different than one and two map on a Husky? Yes, definitely. Um, I didn't notice as big of a difference in the one and two map on the KTM. Um, I felt like the mid-range was a little bit better on the number two map on the KTM. Um, whereas on the Husky, the one map, I think I only rode about a half a lap on it. Uh, and then switched to the number two map, which is a little more aggressive. Got that a little bit more throttle response like I was looking for. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely on the Husky, the mapping made a bigger difference for sure. And <clears throat> second overall, you have... Second overall, I have the Suzuki. This is a, this is really surprising so far. Going deep in these interviews, Suzuki's been fifth, sixth most of the time. So, getting second, um, interested to hear why you like it so much. Yeah, um, to be honest, I didn't expect the Suzuki to do as good as it did. Um, coming from the past, it's been like you said, fifth and sixth. So, uh, getting on it, I didn't have huge expectations, but I was instantly comfortable with it, and I was really surprised at how strong the motor was. Okay. Uh, in the past, our motor was a little bit slower, um, but now I think it, it's right up there with, with all the rest of them. Um, it's got that, you know, that good, real torquey bottom end that, I'm, that I really like, and uh, yeah, the, the motor's great, and then as far as the chassis goes, it's got that similar, you know classic Suzuki sort of feel. It turns on a dime, which I really like. I've I've always been kind of a front-end steering kind of guy, so the Suzuki really uh, lends to my technique. How do you like the new shock that's on there? Have you... Um, I didn't quite get a setting I was super happy with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt a little bit active. Like, uh, it never really wanted to settle down uh, on braking. So you needed more of a dead feel. Yep. You like that dead feeling. Yep, and then we tried going in, uh, slowing down the rebound, and I didn't really get the uh, get the feeling I was looking for. So, um, one thing that you that you didn't really like about it was there one thing that stood out that it was like, eh, I'm really a big fan of that. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of again traditional kind of Suzuki. They turn great, but they're not 
quite as stable um, at high speeds as some of the other bikes. I was getting a little bit of a wiggle um, on hard braking, like entering turns. And um, yeah, just at high speed, the, the front end can have like a little bit of a nervous feeling. So ranking number one, obviously, is a Honda. That's all that's left. Yep. Um, it's been near the top so far in every rider opinion. Um, reasons why, obviously, you ride Honda sometimes, most of the time. Yep. Um, but why do you like the Honda better than other bikes? Well, obviously, I'm a little bit biased as I own a Honda, so I'm I'm comfortable on it. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, I was I was really comfortable when I hopped on the bike. Um, but I really feel like it was far and away the best in, in pretty much all the categories. Uh, the motor is killer. Uh, it's got a real torquey, nice bottom end. It pulls strong through the mid-range. Um, decent top end. It's not, not quite as good as maybe the Yamaha on the top. But, um, yeah, I really love the motor. And then suspension, I think Honda really hit the mark this year with their suspension. Last year, I think that was a uh, like a big sticking point for them. That's why they lost the shootout for me last year. Um, so to get this straight, you didn't pick them last year. No, I picked the Yamaha first last year. Okay, yeah. there you go, people. See, it won Dirt Rider Show because of other people, not me. I didn't pick the fucking Yamaha. Okay, <laughs> stop yelling at me saying I'm Yamaha biased. I wasn't even in the shootout. I had a concussion. So Colton right here said he picked Yamaha. This year he's picking the Honda. So everyone, chill out. Yeah, yeah. So last year, I think the suspension, uh, the fork was soft, and uh, I didn't quite, quite f get the feeling I was looking for. But this year, I think they really hit the mark on the suspension. It feels, feels really balanced. Um, it works well in pretty much any situation. You know, small chop, um, big hits. Uh, I was really happy with suspension. And then, uh, what's one thing you don't like about the Honda? Again, kind of like the Suzuki. At times, it has a little bit of a nervous front-end feeling. Do you feel it's more chassis as far as, like, rigid feel? Um, yeah, I'd say so. The uh, The chassis definitely has a stiffer feeling. It's it's not, uh, it's definitely not as forgiving as, like, the KTM or the Husky um, or even the Cowie. But uh, I kind of like that feel anyway. I like that real positive feel when I go into a turn and really, Sticks. really feel it sticking. Yeah. Well, there you go. So... Colton's ranking that I'm seeing on she is Honda, Suzuki, KTM, Yamaha, Husky, Cowie. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's been, it's been doing good so far this year. You know, you'd think it wouldn't be that big of a difference just going to do some springs and some engine hangers, but obviously it, it, it's been helping. So real quick, compared to the 2017, you, you feel a noticeable difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I own a 2017, so I've obviously spent a lot of time on it. And uh, yeah, right off the bat the fork uh feels way more balanced it's you know even with the rear and then um yeah the chassis has just a little bit more compliance um in all like the harsh bumps and square edge and stuff like that so uh they definitely went the right direction and the, the e-start is really nice too that's yeah we were talking about that earlier do you really give a shit about an e-start or not uh i don't you're young you can kickstart a bike right? i can kickstart a bike but for sure if you're racing that e-start can come in handy you know you right. stall it or something like that it's, it is nice that's huge so all right uh, guys there you have it that's colton eck 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 you got it <laughs> i gotta get that right colton eck all right there he is all right up next brock shoemaker another guy that was on the dirt rider team with me um a while ago he uh made the right decision 
and came over to my side because uh, it's a cooler side over here. It's pretty mellow. And uh, But he's been with me. He's a good tester. He rides Supercross as well, but he's a lighter guy, so he kind of fits that bill for the lighter guys getting on a 450. So like I said, we have a wide range of guys. We have heavy, um, older, lighter guys. So Brock is one of them. Um, how much are you weighing? 160. 160. So he's, well, how tall are you? 5'8 on a good day. 5'8. So he's a little shorter, um, kind of like Rudy. Seen that movie Rudy? I haven't. Oh, my God. Maybe you should get out of this truck right now if you haven't seen that movie. So that's his homework, guys, out there. He has to go see the movie Rudy. He's not. You're not a football fan? I am, but I've never seen Rudy. Oh, that's your homework. I'm a Saturday Night Lights fan. Or Friday Night Lights. Oh, oh my God. Everyone, he just says Saturday Night Lights. <laughs> oh, he's really failing. Maybe you should go back to the right <laughs> All right. It's been a while so, since I watched it. Um, top six. We're going to rank them down. Let's just do something different. We've been doing six to one. I'm going to go one to six. So winning this shootout for you is what? Honda. Okay. Honda's been doing good so far. Why is Honda today, why was it better than all the rest? To me, uh, the Honda just had a good all-around feel to it. It had a good solid power band from bottom. I mean, it didn't have as much top as, you know, say some of the other bikes, but it had good power overall. Um, suspension felt good once we stiffened it up and, you know, got the, the balance right, stiffness right. And it just corners good. I mean, you can't you can't complain with Honda cornering. And do you think it corners the best out of everything here? It's hard to today. I felt like the Honda cornered the best because obviously everyone says the Suzuki corners the best. But today I kept over oversteering the Suzuki to where I was messing up my corners, knifing a little bit. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I was I was diving, knifing, and I, I couldn't ride a solid corner. To me, I felt like. I cornered way better on the Honda today. Okay. Whereas, like, you know, last year when we did the shootout, you know, I wasn't too big of the Honda. Did you play with the fork height or the stock fork height? That's good. I ran stock fork height. I mean, granted, the tracks wasn't that rough today. Right. But the ruts were pretty epic today. So, today was, to me, today was basically good to see how good a bike can corner. Right. And to me, I felt like I cornered the Honda the best today. And... As much as I was going to go with the Yamaha, I, I had to go with the Honda just because I felt better on the Honda today than the Yamaha. So suspension's balanced, stiff enough for you, motor's exciting for you? Yeah, yeah, to me, I, I liked the, uh, the only thing I didn't like about the Honda when I put it in map three is it made the engine braking progressively stronger, I felt. Okay. And, um, I like to kind of ride third gear more on 450s mm -hmm. and the honda didn't pull third gear out of corners as strong as i would have liked but it still had good power but the shock was bottoming on me at first the shock was a little soft so we went stiffer on the high speed forks were a little soft we went stiffer on compression and then after that i just i just started doing laps on it and it felt good good all right so second you rode the yamaha second yeah and how close were the two uh, you could ask the guys. I sat there contemplating it for like a good 10, 15 minutes. I didn't know what to pick. Yeah. Yeah, so Yamaha, what did, what was the dislikes about the Yamaha? Literally, the only reason why I didn't pick it is because it didn't turn as good as the Honda. Okay. That's, that's the only reason. Bump absorption, all that was pretty good? Yeah. It's that back straightaway has some good kickers coming into that. Yeah, no, it felt, it felt good. Um, all I did was I just slowed the rebound down a little bit on that. Otherwise, I left it. And, um, and you liked that engine? Yeah, the engine's gnarly, for sure. And it's, it's, I didn't even really use second gear on it much. I literally left that thing in third, like, everywhere. I was looking at your notes right here, and you raked the engine better than the Honda. Yes. So engine ranking was first, Honda was second. Yeah. 
So basically, basically that you would just pick the Honda over the Yamaha just because of cornering capability. Yeah. And do you feel like the Yamaha's improved from last year? Um, I do a little bit. I mean, obviously the power on the Yamaha just seems to get a little stronger, a little stronger each time I ride it. I mean, granted, it's been a while since I rode one, but... Do you feel like it corners better than last year's bike? Um, a little bit, yes, because I feel like the added weight to it kind of helped get some more weight on the front end because, like, my previous Yamahas, I always was chasing the front end on those things, so I would actually drop the forks a little bit, and I did that whole radiator brace thing, and, yeah. like, none of that stuff seemed to really work besides just, like, dropping the forks, but I think the added... They're raising the fork, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Dropping it turns them. a little bit better. But today, it being so pushed out, blue groove, slick, it, it still wasn't biting as hard as the Honda. Um, third place, you got the Husky. And you picked the Husky over the KTM. So, reason that you picked Husky third and KTM fourth? Um, I like how... I know the Husky doesn't have as much power as the KTM, but I like how smooth the power is. And then, of course, it pulls forever. But I really like the wider rear shroud feel to the Husky because mm -hmm. to me it was kind of like a place I could like lock my legs into and made it easier to ride on my toes. And um, I like that kind of higher rear end feel to it to where it seemed like it added more incentive for me to get forward in the corners and get more weight on the front and I cornered it pretty good. So I, I liked that one better than the KTM simply just because of the shroud feel I, I had more grip on the shrouds than I did on the KTM suspension feeling similar to you uh, as to what as as far as KTM Husky back-to-back -back? Um, or do you feel like there's a difference to me I don't I couldn't notice much of a difference between them to me they were both soft stock I was okay, but they feel them similar to yeah each other, to yeah. me I felt like they were similar but in instantly I usually do one or two laps on those things and then instantly come in and always say go stiffer because yeah. I clap them out everywhere right so once you get them progressively stiffer I feel like they work pretty well like I think on a track like today they worked bitching to be honest and you rate the KTM fourth and it has more you're saying more snap more yeah I think the KTM is definitely more powerful yeah, there's like we talked about earlier, the muffler's different on the Husky. Um, airbox is obviously a little bit more smaller volume-wise. So And the KTM's also louder, too. KTM's a little louder. So to us, as moto guys, we like a little bit of a louder sound, but obviously connection is something that you like, so Husky's easier to ride, so mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, you picked Suzuki 5th. Um, new bike from Suzuki. Um, why was it 5th? picked it fifth because honestly i was kind of bummed on how the bike was i was ex expecting it to be a lot better mm -hmm. being a whole completely new bike but to me the frame is honestly not that much better than the last one it still feels stiff and rigid to me i mean the suspension's definitely better i mean anything's better than that tack fork yeah, yeah, to me yeah but um I was just I was just bummed. I, I thought it was gonna have a lot more feel to it and it just still felt like the same stiff Suzuki besides the forks. How was the engine? It's definitely slower than the other bikes for sure. Yeah, so you wanted a little yeah. bit more excitement. Yeah. I mean honestly like I don't mind because I'm such a little guy, I don't mind it not having as much power because it makes it a little more user friendly to ride mm -hmm. and like to me when I go get on it out of a rut or something it's easier for me to stay up on the bike so I don't really complain about stuff like that granted if the track was deep today yeah I would have liked more power but um 
yeah, it's definitely down on power compared to the other bikes, though. Yeah, engine stuff hasn't changed that much on that bike. It's more chassis um, yeah. things, and obviously the the juice wasn't worth the squeeze for you so much. I feel like uh, no. <laughs> the things that they made wasn't that much of a difference for you. Mm -mm. Um, Cowie was sixth place, so why did the Cowie get six for you? Uh, for one, absolutely hate the forks. Okay, that's just my honest opinion. Um, Reasons, okay, but why? Why do you hate them? What? Where? Where? Where don't I, they work? Me personally, I struggle to get feel out of those forks. I either get those forks to where I get feel, and then I get them to where they're too soft, where I hit big stuff, and they just don't work. Mm -hmm. Or I have to run them stiff to where they work good in the stiff, like the hard jumps, big and stuff. jumps, and you know, right. big bumps and all the fast stuff, and then they feel terrible in the slow, bumpy stuff, and it's just bouncing everywhere. Yeah. And the corner's a little vague, then it's too high. Yeah, and I, I, I chase the front end in the corners, it pushes out on me, so it's like I've never really been able to find a good setting on attack fork to where like mentally now I just don't like them because I've never felt comfortable on attack fork right and then um how's the shock to me I, I think the shock on it actually works pretty good because when I was coming down that back straightaway it that one seemed to kick less than some of the other bikes actually mm -hmm. to me but the only thing I don't like about the Cowie is it's like a steer with the rear kind of bike it still feels like that to you yeah like it feels front end high to me mm -hmm. so I actually um when I told him to go softer on the forks, I think we went, uh, he just did compression clicks and I think he went like six clicks softer to where I ended up getting able to use all the, all the travel in the forks. And then on the shock, I think I went like half turn, three quarter turn stiffer on high speed. And I liked that setup better. That was honestly probably the best I've ever felt on the Cowie. Um, but also too, again, the track wasn't too rough today. Right. So yeah. So, Cowie motor's good. Yeah, Cowie motor's really good. I think. It's uh. The only thing I hate about the Cowie too is how obnoxiously loud the exhaust is. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit less than in years past, but maybe it is still a little bit loud. Yeah, to me. Compared to other bikes, I guess yeah, loud. Yeah. yeah to, well, I I came off the freaking I think it was the KTM to the Cowie, and those were just That's like loud, night and day. Yeah. 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 But to me, the, the Cowie, the Yamaha, and the Honda are, like, all pretty dang loud. So are these... A couple things before we get off here. One through six, how close are they? Um, to me, Honda and Yamaha were, like, a tie I could, I could barely pick. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I really liked the Husky, too. So those three were all pretty close. And then after that... Um, more of a gap for you? More of a gap, yeah. Okay. Um, electric start. Does that matter to you or not? I love it. So you like it? <laughs> I, I love what, it 20, on... 20... How old are you? Four. 24. I love it on photo days when we're stopping, starting, stopping, starting. Yeah. Kicking gets old. But what about racing? I figured like it'd be good for you in racing too, right? Well, like yesterday I did a race around the lake and we did a swap with our band from teammate to teammate and my guy went to take off and he stalled his bike but he had electric start started it right up and we didn't even lose any time yeah so times like that so that that does does that play into your overall ranking at all does that help or no is it just pure performance uh to me it was just pure performance i didn't base any of the bikes off of electric start i mean i put it in my notes on saying why it should win why it shouldn't just because it's cool to have nice to have it's right an added bonus but if you had 10g 11g or whatever having an electric start or not it's not going to make or break your purchase uh 
being a racer still, no, because being a racer still, I'm just going to go off strictly what I feel the best going fast on. I mean, right. if I was older and just rode for fun and didn't care so much about straight-up performance, I'd probably go electric start. There you go, Brock Shoemaker, pint size 5'8". <laughs> he doesn't like Saturday night lights. Friday night. Oh, good. You got that right. Okay, good. There you go. All right, we got a blast from the past. <laughs> We got Ty Davis. So, Ty, how old are you now? 48? Yeah, 47, 48, something right around there. It doesn't matter over 40. So, Ty hasn't, you just, we talked about this today. We haven't, uh, or you haven't, did a shoot, never done a shootout. Never, never have. This was like the first, it was kind of crazy that you'd think that I would have done some by now, but this was the first time where I get to to ride all the bikes and, and, you know, have an opinion. Normally, you're under a contract or something, so you can't do you're it. You're locked down, right? Yeah. So, how much you win? About 180. 180. Yeah. So 47, 180. Don't need to talk about credentials. You guys already know about that. Um, so we're out here at sunrise, high desert. Tracks changed, you know, from earlier in the morning to now. Um, what do you got for sixth place? Six, sixth place. I, I mean, it was it was really hard to do these, um, but somebody has to be last, I guess. <laughs> so I kind of rated the Suzuki six. Okay. Um, Reason being why Suzuki... Think, okay, let's start this way. Likes and dislikes from the Suzuki. Suzuki was, uh, to me, handled like the Honda. Okay. Um, cornered really good. I mean, it was all good. Uh, the suspension wasn't bad. Um, this was not really a place to test suspension today. It was more ergos and feel of the bike and the attitude of the bike, balance and all that. Um, the power was, was uh, mellow on the Suzuki. But I'm not going to say it was slow, um, but it was mellow. And, like, a lot of times I caught myself over-jumping jumps for some reason. Like, I don't know if because I didn't think I was going to make it, so I just gave it more throttle, and I was always over-jumping on the Suzuki. Um, so that's kind of what it, But it didn't really, I mean, it didn't really do anything. You know, suspension was decent. How was the shock? Because that's a new shock from Showa. Yeah, it, but I, it was, like I said, there was only three, four bumps on yeah. this track. So, you know, some G-out. So it was like every bike was bottoming in the G out so it was kind of like you know just didn't have the the bumps like Glen Helen right. have so yeah. I guess it'd be, a fair test would be to go to Glen Helen and, and, and try it there um, engine feel of Suzuki engine feel like I said it was it was just smooth nothing just, really exciting for you nope and it never seemed to be you know it just seemed smooth and mellow and you know vanilla yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> what you got for fifth fifth I have I have the Cowie okay and likes and dislikes. I really like the way the ergos are on it. For me, it was like I had a lot of leg room coming in the corners. Uh, it was nice and, and narrow feel. Um, the bars, the way the bars were, as weird as they. When I got I got off the, I think it was the Honda, I got on the Cowie, and the, the bars just felt narrow. And I actually measured them because I'm like, man, they feel like they're under 32, but they're actually 32. Um, that's one thing with the Suzuki. They had 32 and a half inch bars. Okay. And they were really low. Mm-hmm. And it just, they needed a taller bar, and they were straight. So the Cowie had really good bars. I really liked the grips on the Cowie. It was like, you know, you, you ride all the bikes, and then, like, certain things stand out. And the grips were, like, really tacky, sticky. They felt felt really good. Um, and I just liked the way it cornered. The bike felt a little long in some of the corners and stuff. It didn't feel as agile as some of the other bikes. You know, um, but it didn't do anything terribly wrong it just and it was it was balanced really well it went through the whoops really well like i just felt confident right away on it 
you know, suspension. It was nothing bad. Right. So. Um, that bike's always had a reputation of being a more rear steering motorcycle, but the chassis changed in 2016. And for me, I feel like it's it's more balanced. You can front steer it and rear steer it. Um, do you feel like, are you more of a rear and steering guy or are you a front and steering guy? Um, I do a little bit of both. Um, I'm not in the, I'm not a brake slider to try, try not yeah. to be, yeah. but, um, you know, and of course ruts are my worst, you know, cause we don't have really ruts out here, but, uh, I, you know, I did the ruts. I, you know, I brake slid it. I you know, tried different lines and, uh, like I said, it wasn't bad, it, you know? I hate to rate it so far back, but I mean, all these bikes are really good. They're really yeah. close. It seems like you're just kind of nitpicking them to death, but they're all really. Yeah, and we really talked good. about that earlier too. Is like everything's so minute. You really have to find, like you said, you like grips. These things that right. you do like to kind of rate it above or less than the other bikes. So, well, one thing I, I on all the Japanese bikes I don't like is the you don't have the adjustability on the levers like the the KTM Husky. You know, that's really nice, especially when you do a shoot like this. Every time they got to get the wrenches out and adjust the brake, the brake lever. And then, you know, the, the Husky and KTM, you just do it yourself and the way you go. Right. But. And you, what do you got for fourth? Fourth, I rated the Husky. Okay. And, and this is a bike you're familiar with, obviously, with your race team that you have. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're not contracted as far as yourself, but your team runs Huskies. Right. So you're familiar with this bike. Yeah, and, and it's a good bike. Um, the really only complaint I had was that it was a little bit low on power, or I'm going to say low because it just was smoother on, right. on power versus the KTM. Um, everything else is pretty much the same. Why is it fourth? Well, I've, the other ones seem to have a little bit other better attributes, you know, but um, there I didn't see nothing really wrong with the Husky. Um, like I said, real similar to the KTM, but just a little bit down on power other than that. No. We're going to talk about this a little bit. Contrast. KTM Husky fork suspension feel. Does it feel different? It didn't feel much different. I mean, because the suspension, again, there was no bumps. Like, right. I couldn't really, like... Well, there's bumps, but not like what you want at Glen Helen. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so today, it was just... They both kind of did the same thing. You know, a lot of them did the same thing. I, You know, to me, uh, the Honda was probably the worst. Uh, but I noticed of all the bikes, uh -huh. the Honda was the worst. Everyone else seemed to be decent you know they all seem to go good um cali was very you know stable um and you know husky and ktm were stable too um but the honda seemed to have the the if i was going to you know pick it apart it would be just seemed harsh yeah a little bit more reactive I, I feel like with the honda chassis as far as deflection and yeah it was yep and then it was like front end low rear and high feeling more more so than you know and i'm the kind of guy i do like the front end high yeah so you rate the ktm third husky's fourth and only real reason why you'd rate the ktm the engine or the overall oh i'm sorry yeah so the k oh wow okay so i was looking at the engine so honda got third um yeah. likes of the honda cornering cornering is great you know um i know you could balance the bike out you know get the front end up and it would be i think it would be a great bike power was really good on it, it really good power um Shifting was kind of notchy, like I like I you know because I don't jump much anymore, so it was like I was too low, too high a gear, you know, it wasn't fast enough, so it was kind of like that's kind of where I struggled on some of these bikes because it was, you know, I needed to be coming faster out of the corner and I'd come out too low and I had to shift, and so some of the jumps I was you know gotta make sure you're in the right gear type right. thing, yeah, um, so, and then 
like you said, it's a little bit... I kind of relate Honda chassis to be a little bit more of a rigid feel. Maybe that's why it's reactive and deflection a little bit. Um, but then that's why it's so precise and good on cornering. Yeah. Because it has a stiffer feel. Um, would you say that's fair? Or? Yeah, no, I'd say that's fair. It, it corners really good. Like the Honda and Suzuki, like they feel real close, similar. I mean, they, they, they want to lay over, they want to, you know, but they feel short too at the same, you know what I mean? Um, Did you, do you find the cockpit okay on a Honda? It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I, you know, you could slide up, move around. Um, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like... And that bar is similar, same as Cowie, 971, yeah. yep. 7 eighths. Yeah, the first time I rode it, it was it was really bad, but the track was muddy and everything, and I was just like, man, this thing has all kinds of power, but I can't steer it anywhere. Right. And then when it dried up, it was a lot, and of course, the suspension broke in a little bit, loosened up, because I went through, you know, the whoops that we had, and things started swapping on me, you know, and, uh, but as it loosened up, it was a lot better. It has a good... Uh, rear end was, you know, firm. It's still bottom like everything else, but, you know. Did you cha- change the maps on on the handlebar? I didn't change. Oh, this one, like, I didn't change. Um, the, the KTM and the Husky, I changed the maps, but not on the not on the Honda. Mm-hmm. I just, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> so, so much, much going, shit going on. Yeah, it's just hard to remember everything on every yeah. bike, you know. It's like, it's... But there wasn't something like you said, oh, I need less power, more power that you want to switch. It was felt power was okay. Power was fine the way it was. It was like, yeah, it just it pulled really good. It didn't have the over-rev as the Yamaha did. Right. Um, but uh, it made really good power. So leading to that, Yamaha got second. Um, it's all new bike, pretty much. Um, what did you like and what didn't you like about the Yamaha? The Yamaha, I, I like the motor. And I, I guess I'm biased. I love that. Yamaha. I love the way it revs, and then mm-hmm. it just pulls. So, like, like the shifting issues I had a couple, between a couple of jumps, I could over-rev it and clear it. You didn't have to worry about shifting it, you right. know, um, being so precise. Um, so that was good. The suspension was, you know, good. Um, the ergos on it was was there was nothing really bad. I mean, they've gone come a long ways. I mean, it used to be, you know, I remember they used to be like rear end high, front end low to trying to make it turn. But it just it seemed balanced better what i didn't like um it seemed like i sat down into the seat more and it was a soft seat um it just it was weird is and i I don't know if it's the foot peg height that's just one thing that bothered me is like i don't know it just seemed like i was squished on that chassis and like it feels like the foot pegs are high Mm -hmm. and then that made the bars feel real low and when you sit on the ground and you're sitting there holding your hands on the bars it felt like man, this thing's good. And then when you ride it, it feels like the the bars are really low. Okay. And I think it's like maybe the foot pegs are higher than normal on the other bikes. I don't know. It's just the seating, the, the seat, the foot. The peg. rider triangle's kind of off for you. Off. Yeah, it was off for me big time. Like I was like really noticeable of all the bikes. That was like the biggest down. Do you downfall. notice uh, a lot of guys complain about the what the width of the Yamaha and the corner? Well, first of all, cornering the bike. How does it corner? It, it seemed to lay over. It seemed good. Um, when it was the track was really tacky, it almost had like a lot of power. Like it was wheeling a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the KTM didn't seem to wheel. Like it drove forward. The, the Yamaha wanted to wheelie a lot, as you know. And so did the Honda. You know, this thing. That, that was one thing I noticed about the KTM. It didn't didn't want to wheelie like that. It just drove forward. Um, but it, it cornered good. And, you know, it felt good. Brakes are good. And you know, all the brakes feel about the same. Yeah. It's, the levers are a little bit different you know or uh, different radiuses and stuff like that but they're all all pretty close that was a big issue with people with yamahas back in the days was a vague front end feeling i can't corner it blah 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 and now they went to a different obviously frame 
offset is different and you've ridden older style Yamahas. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like this is a better steering? Oh, way, way better steering. Yeah. Way, way better. And, uh, you know, and I, and it, and they always seem to be wide and it doesn't, I didn't notice it today as being, being wide. Like they, it seems like it's a lot narrower. Um, it'd be nice if they go a little bit more narrower, but right. you have to get the Honda on is really narrow. The Cowie's extremely narrow, you know, um, but it's way huge improvement. So I think, you know, why the Yamaha got rated second had extremely good power. It's, it's, yeah, it's that really, uh, zippy power where it's free, it's free. You can, yeah. you can play with it you can be a slow guy, fast guy. You can get on it soon, but you don't think yank you. It just was, it just really user friendly power. And then when you're in trouble, you can just over rev it. Yeah. Um, that was like the greatest thing about that. Um, KTM one for you. Yes. Um, reasons why the KTM, uh, the whole package is just really good. Uh, what I noticed was I felt like I was always in the right gear. <laughs> it was like... So you could lug it? I could lug it, and then I was doing the jumps, and I'm like, I don't have to shift as much. I, it's like... Because I kind of had new boots today, and yeah. so it was like I didn't want to miss shift because I've knocked myself out here before, so I was like really, you know, jumping all these big jumps. I want to make sure I'm not going to miss shift. And right. I just I didn't have to shift as much. It was it was nice. It cornered good. Um, I, the weight bias, when I get back, it was... It hooked up good, you know, um, and like I said, the, the Husky was really close, except the KTM just had a little bit more snap yeah, and more lively and... That kind of made it feel a little lighter for you? Yeah, it just was good. I yeah. mean, it was... It, and when you come out of corners, it, was, it didn't seem like it wanted to wheelie. It wanted to just drive forward. I know you say there's not that many bumps here, but the action of the fork compared to spring fork is not very noticeable it's not a huge difference no it's really good it's really good did you feel anything different from the wp aer versus the tac show fork on the cowie um those are r really similar and i was i was impressed with the cowie forks because they did feel really good on on this track today okay and uh you know i've just i don't really have ridden the cowie much with the air fork so i've only heard you know people coming in wanting you know change fork seals on there they're not real happy with them but to have, they were great for me i was like man now this track they're fine i didn't have no complaints with them whatsoever we talked about this there's other guys you're 47 does e-start make or break a sale for you if you're gonna go buy a bike you know they spikes no not really you know I, it's nice having the button um but they start super easy the suzuki and the cowie started really easy you just barely kick it over what about um, hydraulic clutch versus Hydraulic cable? clutch is really nice. You like? like it, to me, yeah. KTM has, KTM Husky have it over everybody. As far as that, I mean, the, the adjustability and the hydraulic clutch, you don't notice, like, the, the Honda, the clutch got, you know, got a lot of a play in it after right. I was doing it. And, and, you know, the Magura's or the, the hydraulic ones, you just don't, it self-adjusts. Right, never you don't notice jack it. with it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Ty Davis, KTM, Yamaha, Honda, top three interviews we are back once again I don't know how many deep we are but we're in deep right now now I have sitting in the hot seat Joe Aloff A or Olaf either way it doesn't you matter not, no one's spelling your name by the way that's alright someone asked me how to spell your last name and I was like dude I don't even know it's really oh, wait, easy let me see if I can get it O-E-H-L-H-O-F you got it nailed it see it's easy wow I did get it Nailed it. All right. Just it's exact, exactly how it sounds. So Joe's a fireman now, ex-supercross, motocross guy, subway life. 
Subway Honda. Footlong life. Um, <laughs> you are how old? 41. 41. How big? Weight? 5'10". Coming at a lean 190 these days. 190. So he's dragging hoses around, putting out fires, saving cats and dogs and trees. Um, Not true. You ever see a cat skeleton in a tree? Like, yeah. No. They yes. always get down. Oh, really? They crawl yeah. down? Yeah. Uh, we could have a podcast on just calls, things that you've done. Yeah, we, yeah, that's a whole other story. Wow. So, uh, Joe has been around the block. He's ridden countless motorcycles. He's raced for tough-level teams and Supercross. You can feel it out. Um, I thought it'd be cool to have him out here. He's an older guy, still can ride good, and uh, has good feeling on a bike. Um, he's in a position where he can buy his own motorcycle, so that's not a big deal. So I thought it'd be perfect for having him to come out. And uh, we're going to start off by your ranking sixth. And by the way, we we don't talk to anybody while we're doing this, right? I mean, you do your own thing. You write. You write. But you're not sharing information, correct? I'm not. I don't talk to anybody. I really don't like people, so right. I, I kind of and you talk. look angry, so no one's really going to talk to you. Anyway. Yeah, it's all, it's all it's all part of the show. Right. So sixth place, what you got? Uh, I had the Honda in sixth place, which is shocking because Honda's been killing today at sunrise. Ty said there's no bumps, but I feel like there's bumps enough on the track to feel suspension. Maybe Ty's used to high desert, beat up shitbox tracks. But yeah, he's used to Honda Valley and yeah. So anyway, what did you rate it? What do you like and dislikes about the Honda? Uh, we'll start with my likes because there. I mean, it's all I put it in my notes. It's just splitting hairs when we have to rank them. There's so all the bikes are great, and and I know everybody thinks that you just say that because you have to or whatever. But I remember back in the days of, you know, one bike would be good for a couple years, and then another bike would be good for a couple years. It's not that way anymore. They're all solid. So it just comes down to basically personal preference. So for me, number six, Honda was, I just couldn't get comfortable on it. It has great power, um, feels light in the air, flickability was good. Um, I just didn't, when I started riding it at speed, I just didn't feel confident at all. It felt nervous and twitchy. Um, chassis feels stiff to you. Is that a common theme for you on the track, or is the chassis okay? chassis felt stiff like uh, any kind of square edge or or uh high speed sweepers with some chop in them it just was not not you know planted. a lot yeah not planted not i felt a lot of the bumps um you know other bikes i'd hop on and be like oh i didn't even feel that but on the honda i did so um it obviously would just take some more time with testing and turning clickers and trying this and that but uh and the other thing that was kind of weird for me was from the seat to the bar height, I, don't, I just didn't. I don't know if I'm getting old. Needs, yeah, getting old, and my <laughs> arms are drooping, and it's getting short. Yeah, um, I'm starting to get a hunchback, but uh, it just felt a little high. So, and I felt the bars felt high, and I felt like I was way over the top, or like way over the bars, riding it. It just felt a little weird to me, but um, that all can be fixed with probably different set of bars or whatever so it's all easily fixed but i just could never get comfortable on it standouts on the honda things that you liked um obviously the honda fit and finish is back where it once was i think there was a, a lull there for a while but um bike just looks good feels good when you get on it um good balance front to rear 
as far as suspension, I just didn't feel like my, the rider position was great for me. The motor's good, um, snappy, pulls good, you know, um, down low. When the, when the track was deep in the morning, you felt like you could just lay it over in a berm. And that's good to note, too, like you said that. So you rode them twice, obviously, and morning traction, afternoon less traction. Uh-huh. Was there a biggest, I'm sorry, was there a bigger um, change from morning till afternoon for the Honda? Yeah. Once the track dried out and got a little bumpier. Tougher uh, to ride? Harder to ride. Um, and the problems that I had that I felt with the suspension in the, in the earlier part of the day were, they just got worse. Right. So. And overall action of the fork and the shock was the suspension so we're talking about harshness and deflection and is this more of a chassis frame feel versus a fork shock feel to you yeah i mean i think you could you could improve it a lot by messing with the shock and the fork but um it just seemed like you know i did a little bit of changes here and there and it really wasn't too much of a difference maybe i should have went more could have went more uh, in a certain direction, but I just didn't feel like it was going to get me what I was looking for. Right. So it's funny. We, this has been ranked one, two, now six. Um, bigger guys like a stiffer, stiffer, rigid chassis. Um, that's been said today. You're a bigger guy. You're built like a shit brick house. Um, and you've never been AKA fatter. No, I'm just saying in your (laughs) racing career, you weren't a finesse guy. No. You were a hammerhead, uh-huh. and you bull rushed some shit out on the track, correct? Yes. So you would think you would like a more of a stiffer feel, but this is what I've been trying to talk, tell people is, like, it's really preference. Like, you know, on paper, you should be like, yeah, Honda's great because it's stiffer feel, but you're getting older, you're 41, you want to have some comfort, and the Honda lacks some comfort, correct? Yeah, I, th- I think I was, I was actually going to say that. I think back when I was racing... Um, and riding every day, training, I think I probably would have liked it back then. Right. But now, like you said, you know, I get to ride maybe, you know, once a week. Uh, I'm looking for just a, a comfy bike. I don't want to feel bumps anymore. Um, I just want to hop on something that's easy to ride, you know, gives me some confidence to go as fast as I, I think I can go. And uh, I just couldn't get that on the Honda. You know, I think if I was a little more aggro and had the strength I once did, then maybe it would be the bike for me. Yeah. And fifth place, you rank Suzuki, I see on your sheet. Um, new bike from Suzuki. Um, maybe not so much in the engine area. There's some changes in there, but most of it is, uh, you know, chassis, um, suspension. Um, so what did you think of it? Um, I was pleasantly surprised i kind of didn't have any expectations going in um and didn't know what to think of how the, the new chassis would be the only thing i i think the last time i rode a suzuki was i don't know maybe 2012 and i just remember it turning phenomenal um so it still does that great turning bike still um suspension like in the same kind of sweeping choppy areas especially when it got drier the suspension felt actually pretty good for me um kind of confidence inspiring it just didn't have the motor is just not not exciting has a you know needs a little more down low you know torque for me and then 
pulling mid through top, it has a decent pull. It's not terrible, but it's just not, uh, it could be a little stronger, you know, um, a little more, I don't want to say, it's, it's a linear feel, but uh, it's just not, it could be bumped up couple horsepower everywhere yeah, just want more excitement more rpm response yeah exactly um this new shock the showa bfrc um good bad yeah i didn't uh i never really messed with any of the clickers on the fork or the shock um shock felt good for me like i said being a little older <clears throat> and uh several injuries to my wrist and arm I, I can't hang on as well as i once could so Anytime that I have like a, a shock that absorbs square edge bumps or, um, you know, is real controlled coming into corners and doesn't do anything that I wouldn't expect is really confidence inspiring for me. And it, and it did that. There was one area at the track at the base of a big tabletop. There was some square edge and um, I didn't feel that at all on the on the Suzuki. So that was that was really good. So yeah, just and then that's been the consensus pretty much all day. Suzuki just lacks a little bit of engine. It would it would need a little bit more. Um, still feels connected. A lot of that has been going around as well, but just they need more of it. They want more engine power. So um, yeah, fifth place for you. Fourth place is a Cowie. Um, you've owned a Cowie before. Mm -hmm. um, what year was your Cowie? Uh, 2014. So 14. So 16. They changed. Um, what do you think of the new? era Cowie uh, initially I got on it and I felt comfortable right away um, I felt like I could you know within a lap or two I could go fast on it motor <coughs> motors good um, responsive you know good down low good mid-range pull top end you know didn't really rev out um, and I really I for me, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I felt really good. Once I started to push it, and once the track got a little rougher, um, started to get, I think the forks got a little bit uh, less predictable for me. Mm -hmm. um, I got you know, I think I started to go in a direction. Um, yeah, what I direction think, did you go when you changed? On the forks I went, I softened up the compression two clicks. And that started the, the feel that I was looking for. I was getting a lot of feedback coming into corners, um, like when the front end's loaded and it, there were some decent little braking bumps in a few corners. <clears throat> and I was getting a lot of feedback and then getting kind of a, a loose feel, like it wasn't planted to the ground, mm -hmm. it was kind of loose. A um, little bit of that could have been the dry conditions, but other bikes didn't have that feel. So I softened it up a bit and it, it felt better. Um, like I said, I, I could have went a little more, but I didn't. I had to get on a, a couple other bikes. So um, I think it's just another one of those deals where if you spend more time on it. Would you like this bike if it had a spring fork on it? More, I should say. You'd like this bike more? Probably. Um, it just The spring fork is just, you know, there's so many options, especially... Um, like with the Cali, there's so many options, which is kind of a, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I don't have enough patience. Well, yeah, and I don't have enough real knowledge of okay, if I change this and it's going to affect this, then I have to change that. 
uh, you, could, you could get kind of lost in that, you know, and, and I don't know if, for me, I, I wouldn't want to spend all my day riding out messing with that. Right. So if you have a guy, a technician, and obviously there are a lot of them out there that know what to do, and I've had that, um, then it, it you can make them really good. It's just, I don't know. I don't have the knowledge to make them that good on my own. There's a lot of options there too, right? So Showa has an app that you can go on. You can you can look at their app. But I have a best setting that we, we've tried, and it still is not as good as a spring fork feel. Um, do you have good front-end feeling through corners with this bike? Not, not as good as I'd like. I did initially, but once I started to push it, yeah, that's when the, it you know felt like... The front end wasn't planted. It was kind of bouncing in between. Not bouncing, but just the front tire just felt a little loose, like going through corners and coming into corners. Not planted, and like I, I didn't know exactly where it was going to be. Right. So. Um, third on the podium for you is the new Yamaha. Um, I mean, I, I guess I could say this. I mean, you have never really been a Yamaha fan, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, you've ridden some of my bikes that I've had in the past, and you were like, eh, weren't really, like, pumped on it, but Yamaha's changed, 2018, um, different frame, obviously, and all that stuff, we all know about it, but um, what do you think of it, third place? Yeah, I, it's definitely an improvement over even last year's bike, I haven't spent a lot of time, I think I had one in 2012, so obviously they've gotten tons better, Um it still just has for me, um, like the vague, a little bit of a vague feeling. It's gotten better. Like last year's bike had more of a vague feeling. Um, a couple of the issues I used to have with it, um, kind of had like a seesaw feel. You'd break hard into a corner and the front end would dive a lot and then you'd get on the gas and it would squat a lot. Uh, they've taken care of that. I didn't really notice that at all. <clears throat> um, coming into corners, if you're really, really pushing, then it, it doesn't have that planted, firm feel like, okay, this is, I know exactly where my front wheel is gonna go. If you are able to brake a little earlier and then carry that momentum through corners, um, then it's good. It's really stable, especially through like a long corner, long rut. Um, it's really, really good doing that. But it just, if you're, if I'm charging into a corner, like say if I'm gonna outbrake someone, mm -hmm then it doesn't have that planted feel that I was looking for. More divey front end dive feel? Like if you're charging, chopping throttle, pitch? Not, no, not really divey, just kind of more <laughs> of a, okay, is this thing gonna stick into the rut and then I'll be able, you know, to carry the momentum through? Mm -hmm. Or am I gonna have to, is it gonna, the whole bike gonna stand up? Uh, it's just, it, I didn't really, I wasn't really sure but definitely better than old model as far as quality. Yes, definitely better. Um, thinner feel. I didn't really notice the, the airbox sound as much. Mm -hmm. um, the pitchiness, the front to back pitchiness, I didn't really notice at all. So that was gone for me. Um, the only thing I, I, I didn't really like about it was the, the seat and bar. Kind of like uh, the, the bars right, felt the right high. Area. Yeah, the bars felt high, seat felt low. We were talking about it earlier. There seems to be a pocket in the seat, guys. Um, middle of the seat, there seems to be a dip, almost yeah. low feel. Like you're sitting in the saddle, and 
for me that you know I felt like my arms rub a little bit and I was sitting too low so uh, different seat foam probably you know that's an easy fix as well right um, I did what we did we went to the old 2017 bar mount 2018 bar mounts were five millimeters higher so I went back down because I felt like I was had ape hangers especially with the new style seat so for those of you out there that got 2018 Yamahas might want to look into that um, yeah I've had the opportunity to, to ride both the 18 um, bar mounts and the 17 and the 17s were definitely better and how tall are you 510 5'10. 5'10. so yeah. um, you said engines good yeah engines uh, no complaints are there I mean, at you all. Rank the engine. I have a whole separate ranking for this on my sheet guys and engine ranking you ranked it first I see yeah simple uh, fact is just linear feel power rev yeah it, it's it's linear you've got if you want more power twist the throttle if you want less power you know back off the throttle it's got just a little bit of you know good throttle response to make it have that snappy feel um yeah just a strong motor pulls throughout yeah i think you could probably you know over rev second and ride second gear almost anywhere or lug it if you wanted to yeah so yeah, so no basically just there. the simple fact it got 30 ranked it down just for the cornering aspect of uh, coming into corners hard yeah a little bit of a a bit, a bit of a heavy feel for me okay so, so you do notice that a little bit compared to these next two we're talking about yes which would be the husky second yep so let's just let's just take a roundabout thing here so first is ktm for joe second's husky let's just do a quick comparison why is the ktm better than the husky uh power wise they're very similar the husky just seems to have a little more pep everywhere uh husky seemed a bit uh too linear mm -hmm. and in some too instances soft low end feel uh, not really low end, just not. It just recovery seemed a little. Time. Yeah, just yeah, like maybe recovery. There's a couple areas out here where, you know, you jump a small double in second, shift in the air to third, and then picking up that third, you know, um, was a little bit sluggish, a little bit more sluggish than the KTM, and then um, you can't really. It was kind of one of those deals where you can't really over rev. You can over rev it and make it in second, but it's just, you know, you're kind of defeating the purpose of right. using the power um and just um so the, the power just seemed like it's a little bit less a little bit on the husky yeah on the husky uh, a little bit less a little bit um smoother less exciting yeah. it's smooth it's controllable you can you can ride long motos hard on it um but just less excitement there did the suspension between the two feel the same yes but again kind of like the power just a little bit off okay. from the ktm the husky was good still had the, like the same action same feel um but just a little bit more like i could feel a little bit more of the square edge bumps i could feel a little bit more coming into corners with the forks on the and husky. I, yeah and i i set them up the same mm -hmm. you know air pressures clickers everything um and the husky just felt a tad bit not a uh, the absorption wasn't as good and uh, like the, the KTM for me was just 
I don't know. It was like, do you think that has something to do with the engine feel as far as the engine on the KTM being a little bit more peppy and exciting? You have better RPM response on the KTM. Maybe that helps you get over little bumps better because you have that poppiness versus the the Husky where it's kind of lull, has like a lull, more like a lazier response. Yeah, that, that's possible. Uh, a little more, you know, some people will set up their suspension and like their shock to have like a dead feel. Yeah. Um, I'm not really one of those people. I kind of like it to be a little more, not springy feel, but just a little more peppy. And that way, if I want to come out of a corner and hit a berm and want to hop over a bump or lighten up the suspension a little bit to hop over that bump and not absorb as much, I could do that better with the KTM. The Husky felt like a little bit more dead. Like, you know, when you hit those square edge bumps, it was like a thud. Yeah. Instead of just kind of absorbing it and moving forward. Engine on these bikes. I mean, we kind of explained it a little bit, but give it, give me a little bit of snippet of the engine on the KTM as far as why it's so good. It's just, it's very broad. Um, there's no lull really anywhere. No, I mean, it, it comes on as soon as you crack the throttle. Uh, there's no real hit, like a strong hit, say compared to like, well, Yamaha, Honda, and Cowie all have like a hit somewhere. Mm -hmm. There's no real hit with the KTM, but that, it's not like that's not a bad thing. It's so powerful and broad throughout that you, you know, if it were deep or really tacky conditions, maybe you would want that hit. But especially when the track gets drier, that West Coast, slick, yeah, West Coast stuff. It's. I kind of explain this. It's funny that you say that because I went to Loretta's on a KTM. Honestly, it wasn't the. I don't know if it was the right bike for that because it was deep, ruddy grabby tacky dirt mm -hmm. and it wasn't the same bike as it was out here like i i really like it out west coast hard pack you know some ruts loose soil not super deep tacky but i feel like with this new bike maybe ktm's going to come out with maybe they'll get some more engine pop excitement mm -hmm. um but it man it makes it easy to ride the way it is right now yeah and like i said me being older and you know, a lot of what I do now riding is trying to do just to stay in shape. I can ride that thing hard and feel like I can ride closer to my fastest laps for a longer time. Right. Not do a couple hard ones and then pop. Yeah. Right. So. You can do that at home. Yeah. Right. All right. There you have it. Joe Aloff. Spell his last name right and you win a prize. <laughs> but uh, his ranking again, KTM, Husky, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, and Honda. So, all over the board, but it's good to have that. That means the bikes are super close, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. All right. Last interview of the day, day one, Kiefer Inc. 450 shootout, 2018 dish. We have an average consumer, Matt Suravog. I don't call him Vog, I call him Vaj. Um, so Matt is pretty much the epitome of a motorcycle enthusiast. Um, he is an electrician by trade, but he loves dirt bikes. He rides when he gets home. He buys a new bike every couple years. Um, he, live, he lives and breathes a sport. So um, I thought it'd be good to have the average kind of guy out here as well. And we'll have more of these type of guys as the shootout goes on, but... Um, I wanted to get him here to let him know or let him see what he liked. Um, I don't think he's ridden 
I know he hasn't ridden a shootout in his whole life. Um, but anyway, give us your stats there, brother. Yeah, I'm a novice rider. Okay. And uh, I'm a 5'8", a burly uh, 205 pounds. There you go, guys. You guys bitch and complain at me out there. You need some heftier 200-pound dudes, and I got a 205-pound guy. 5'8", all right? So he could actually be a linebacker and not a motorcycle rider. That is so, right. Um, so you rode all the bikes today. You're, you've ridden this track before. Um, you're not a guy that does all the jumps here. You don't do every single jump. Sometimes you have to be pushed to jump some stuff. Sometimes he doesn't clear jumps and he bounces off the top and lands on the bottom. So it's good suspension test, correct? A very good suspension test. Okay. Um, so yeah, so anyway, let's start with your sixth place bike. Um, you ranked, I see on your sheet, you ranked the Kawasaki 6th. So give us people out there that the people want to know what your dislikes and your likes are. What's what's your dislikes about this bike? Well, first of all would be the Kickstarter. Okay. In a Okay, let's 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 stop right there. So we've been I've been asking this question to everyone that's come in here. And I said, "Hey, does electric start really matter to you when you buy a bike?" And most most guys say no. But you say yes, obviously. You want an electric start. Tell us why you want one. I used to not be big on a kick on an electric start bike until I owned one. Okay. And when you're in the middle of a race, middle of moto, you're tired, you crash, you stall, and you just get up, push that magic button, and you're gone. Versus pulling the clutch, find a neutral, and kicking that bike. Not only are you tired, it's frustrating. So the results that you go off of, it helps to have electric start. That, did you consider that while you, when you rank these? I do. It's not the biggest. It's probably on the bottom of a pick, but that's the first thing you notice when you sit on the bike is do I still a kickstarter. Do I flip the lever out or not, right? Yep. So give us some uh, on-the-track dislikes that you do not like about the Cowie. First of all, I thought the suspension felt real rigid. Okay. Like, it transitioned through my arms a lot of the braking bumps, and I could never really come to terms with the handling of it. Okay. You know, we made some clicker adjustments with the guys at Cowie, we went a, a stiffer since I am a little heavy for the suspension, mm -hmm. and I just I couldn't get the thing to corner very well. I would mid corner, it would stand up, XE in the corner, it would stand up, and I thought it was me, but I didn't have that problem with most of the other bikes. So fork more than the shock, versus, as far as lack of comfort. Yes, and I believe it's probably that air fork. Okay. I get that same sensation when I had my uh, old air fork Hondas, uh -huh. where. Uh, a lot of small chop and acceleration bumps it just really just jars your wrists that's what I felt now let's flip it on bottoming resistance as far as you know let's say you know you come three quarters full on a jump not full not full pull on a jump you got three quarters in you yeah, how does quarters. the air fork compare to spring fork or do you notice a difference um I don't I noticed on the Cowie that it didn't bottom out mm -hmm. you know I didn't get that just Plank coming out of the front forks when I, you know, over jumped something or under jumped anything. Mm -hmm. So the bottom resistance on that bike was good. Okay. What about engine feel on the bike? Did you like the engine on the Cowie? Uh, the throttle response was real good, but for someone who's a novice rider, maybe in corners where you kind of just jerk the throttle, it uh, it was bad. Okay. So like too much? Yeah, a little too much. It was just like jerk. Sometimes I kind of that could be the reason I stood it up in some of the corners. Yeah. But off throttle the bottom. Happy. Yeah, throttle happy. Very throttle happy. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, after you got out of the corner and it 
pulled pretty good. I felt like it signed off a little early compared to some of the other bikes. Mm-hmm. But uh, down low, it was definitely, if I can come to terms with that, maybe ride the bike even more. Maybe I'll learn to like it, maybe a little more on the clutch. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, cornering the bike, do you dislike it, like it? Do you? Is it hard to corner? Because this bike has a reputation of being a reared steering bike, but now with the new chassis, it's 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 pretty balanced. I feel like you can corner with the front end, but did you have a hard time with it? I had a very hard time with the cornering on this bike of all the others. Um, coming off, I did own a 2013 KX, mm-hmm. and I think coming into it, I was expecting it to be similar, which it wasn't. But, uh, yeah, I just I had a lot of problems cornering with this bike over all the others, and I even rode it three times. And I don't know if it was me or the bike, but it was, uh, yeah, I just kept standing it up. I couldn't run through any of the ruts start to finish on this bike. Okay. Um, fifth place, I see you have KTM, which is, it's kind of... It's cool to see this in, in the shootout. A lot of these bikes are low in the ranking or high. So um, a, lot of the, a lot of the guys like this bike. Um, KTM has won shootouts before. Um, like I said, you're a novice type of rider. What was, what was the turning point that you felt like you needed to get this fifth place? Basically, I think it was more or less the same thing with the fork and the suspension. Yeah. It was real, real, real rigid feeling, or the fork was actually, it was harsh. Uh-huh. And also, with it being harsh, this one did bottom out, just like the Husky. Okay. Like, if I came up short, it would blow right through, and just, you'd hear that clank and feel it in your wrists. Right. So, um, it didn't hold up very well for my stature. Uh, engine feel? The engine was good. It was smooth. Mm-hmm. But it had a lot of power. So I overjumped a couple things thinking, wow, this thing's not, it's not getting up. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm overjumping stuff. So it's really smooth, which did help the handling of it with it not being so abrupt or being too mellow on power. So, yeah, it's kind of deceiving. The KTM is a smooth type of power earlier here. And guys are saying it doesn't have a whole lot of hit or excitement, but it does hook up very well to the rear wheel. And uh, that could be deceiving. So, um do you like hydraulic clutch? I do. I love it. It's, uh, for me, who's someone who gets a little bit of arm pump, it's nice, the feel of just being able to pull it in. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort. And even fanning and feathering the clutch in a turn, you know, I noticed I really wasn't getting forearm pump like I would with some of the uh, cable actuated bikes. Um, going back to where you're saying, you, I just see fourth place is the Husky. Why did you rank the Husky above the KTM? I think for me it was the power. It was the same. It was smooth like the KTM, but it felt like it had less power, especially in map number one. So for me, I was able to corner better than the KTM just because of that power coming out. Later in the day when it got dry, I switched to map two and it made it more, the power more similar to the KTM. So that's that's pretty much what everybody's been saying. The Husky is a little bit mellower, smoother, um, doesn't have the... I wouldn't say hit on a KTM because the KTM doesn't really have a hit, but a little less excitement. Um, comparable suspension, you would say, from the yeah. KTM? Yes, I had the exact same problems on the suspension with both of them. So. so nothing's really changed for you on suspension between the two? No, not on suspension. Mostly it was just the power difference on both of them where someone who's not as fast, I liked more that mellow hit on probably half of this track. And the other half of the track, I could have used more power. And if you go to map two, then you kind of have best of both worlds. Um, Going back to this, 
like I said, Matt is he's he's an average guy. He doesn't really feel a lot of things like these other testers do. And when you hear these other guys talk at the track, at least what I do, they're not going to be able to decipher from KTM the Husky. When we talk about it, it's a little bit different feeling. Um, those guys really nitpick the bike and can feel, you know, the different airbox in the Husky, the different swing arm, and the different muffler on the Husky. But um, if you're an average guy like yourself, you really don't feel all that stuff. You don't. And to tell you the truth, I mean, every one of these bikes is a good bike. Yeah. And to the average consumer, <coughs> me, I would have no problem throwing my money down on any one of these bikes. You know, there's just little things here and there when you're kind of told, hey, you need to pay attention. You know, what's it doing different? Where you start to kind of notice them, but they're all great bikes. Um, podium, Suzuki, third. Yes. You like that bike? I really did. And why? One was the power on it. It was real mellow down low, which, of course, for my cornering ability, really helped in corners. I could really stay in the rut and not worry about chopping the throttle, coming out, you know, having the front end come up. That was probably my biggest, and the suspension. It felt plush. It never blew through. It never came up short, and it just blew through and clanked or anything like that. And it just it felt real soft and plush, you know, for me. Um, they go to the, the Spring Fork this year. Um, from that crappy air fork they had last year. And they share the same fork, pretty much the same as the Honda. Did you notice a difference between uh, the Suzuki and the Honda fork? I did, and I don't know if it was maybe the weight of the bike. It felt a little more settled. That whole bike. The Suzuki you're talking about? The Suzuki, yes. Mm -hmm. It felt more settled. A lot of the acceleration bumps, it tracked straight. The whoops out here at sunrise, it, it, it tracked straight. Didn't really do anything sketchy or fishy or anything like that. That's when. What he's talking about, too, has a lot to do with chassis. You can have the same fork on um, countless bikes, but if chassis is different, you're going to feel a different sensation. So um, Suzuki is heavier than the Honda, so it probably gets that more planted feel. Um, obviously, you like the cornering aspect of the Suzuki. Is a corner easy for you chassis-wise? You said the power makes a corner easier, but does it lay in the corners? It does. And it took me a little bit getting used to, especially coming off a, since I own a Yamaha, the first couple laps, I was kind of over-exaggerating what I needed to do and almost laying it over. And it took some, uh, a couple laps to get used to, but once I figured out how it turned and how it took less effort to get to turn over and actually stay in the rut, as long as you, you kind of held your form, uh, I really liked the bike a lot. Did you, you notice weight at all? I didn't notice the weight for it being heavier when you're on the bike. I didn't notice it that much, you so, know, in the turns. Um, sometimes, like we talked about earlier, weight helps um, chassis feel. Um, some guys notice the weight. Some guys, like I said, Matt doesn't notice it. So um, coming in second, you rated Honda. Um, a lot of Some guys really love this bike. Joe, previously to you, didn't really like it. Um, why do you rank it in second? What's, give me the first thing that you notice when you're on the track with the Honda thing that stands out that you like. The snap off the bottom of this motor. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So you like that part, but in other aspects in this, what we're talking about, you didn't like snap because you want a smoother hit. So why do you like this this hit more than others? Because it wasn't as maybe as snappy as some of the other bikes right off the bottom mm -hmm. where you just, you know, just pull the throttle just a little bit and it would pop up. So it would stay pretty smooth, but then when you got on the gas, the thing just got up and went. Are you more of a uh, map one was standard, map two is soft, map three is hard. What map are you in pretty much? One. I was in the standard map. I, I played with it a little bit going back and forth, but for me, I really liked the uh, standard map. Um, 
spring fork, 49, spring fork, um, suspension, stiff enough for you? Uh, it wasn't too bad. We did have to make some adjustments. The first uh, go around, I took the bike out. It was really dancing all over on the acceleration bumps, and it really made me uneasy coming out of some of the corners that were rough because it was kind of just dance around. So my second go around, I uh, told Honda what was going on and not sure what adjustments they made, but they made some adjustments, uh -huh. and it made it a lot better. Would you, and you have no problem when you go buy one, go buy one of these things? No, not at all. So, and you ride more works type stuff, faster type terrain. Um, you think this bike would be okay in some of that stuff? I, I do. You know, I think you just tighten in the steering stem a little bit. And, or put a stabilizer uh, on. Or a stabilizer <laughs> if you want more weight. Yeah. And um, I think it would really, it really be good. A really good bike. It's easy to kind of throw around in tight sections, and I think it'd be very good for that. One thing you didn't like about it? You have to think pretty hard, guys. Yeah, I, I do. The average guy here doesn't uh, exactly feel everything the bike's doing, but... Uh, what, okay, so well, let's get right to it. You rank the Yamaha first. Obviously, you own one. That doesn't mean you're biased towards Yamaha because you spend your money on whatever you want. Um, but why is the Honda not as good as a Yamaha? I think more that planted feel. Mm -hmm. You know, where the Honda did kind of dance around a little bit, I felt like the Yamaha didn't dance around. You know, while I was landing in braking bumps, it stayed straight, and I can kind of set up for the corner. Acceleration bumps coming out. Like, I can just get on the gas as hard as I wanted to, and it just dug down eight and went straight. Okay. I didn't have to worry about focusing on, oh, crap, things getting sideways on me. I need to back off the throttle or anything like that with the Yamaha. Um, you own a Yamaha. Do you notice, I mean, obviously, you put different stuff on your bike, but do you notice the chassis changes on this bike compared to last year's bike? I do. It does handle better. It does lay over easier. My bike, as you know, is pretty heavy. Yeah. And uh, I and did... you own an FX, by the way. I, I should do say. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a F. So, a little bit different, but nonetheless, you still feel that. I mean, the frame's different, so you feel that. Yeah, it felt really good. I could lay it over. I didn't feel that weight, even if I kind of messed up in a corner where, with my bike being heavy, you'd feel that weight. I didn't feel the weight, and but with it having the weight. It felt like it was planted through the corners. It wasn't skipping around over any bumps or anything like that. Do you notice anything that you didn't like on the Yamaha as far as, you know, just riding it on the track? Because you rode it earlier in the day and then you rode it later in the day. Did anything stick out to you? No. Right off the bat, no. And I kind of felt bad, like, man, am I being biased because I have a Yamaha? Right. But I honestly thought I was going to come out here liking a different bike over it. Yeah. But uh, after riding it, and the suspension's a big thing for me, especially doing a lot of, you know, works and big six, and a lot of courses that are rough, and the suspension was just, especially the rear shock, felt real soft and plush, never blew through, and it just, it tracked so straight over how's the rough the, How's the cockpit feel to you? Um, it was good. I didn't like, I felt like the bars were a little high okay. for what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. It was either the bars being higher, or the seat, you know, since it is lower. I think the seat's a little, we were just talking about that earlier, about having the seat has a dip in the middle. And uh, I've, I've ran into problems when I dive into ruts really deep and hard that I hit my ass in the gas tank and like it bottoms out because I thought it was a seat base, but it's just the fuel tank that kind of comes up in there. Um, and I didn't, I didn't tell you this, but I did put five millimeter shorter um, mounts on back to the 17 mount so the 18s have a 5 millimeter higher mount um, and also too <clears throat> we've changed gearing on the Yamaha before we went from it's stock with 48 most of the guys like a 49 two sprocket 
you can concur you like that gearing no it was good uh this bike especially with the motor pulls so long you could just stay in second gear throughout the whole track i could yeah. and it had plenty of grunt for the corners and then for longer straightaways you didn't feel like you had to short shift it or, or shift to the next gear you can just just rev the thing out to the next corner well cool man well it's cool that you uh yamaha was first second uh, honda third suzuki fourth husky fifth ktm sixth kawasaki um chassis you actually ranked the honda first just for the nimble effect yes it, you can definitely tell especially coming off an older honda that i used to have it corners very well yeah you know kind of like the suzuki a little bit didn't take a lot of input to corner but i didn't feel like it really fit my my riding style really you know where i kind of overemphasize on stuff when i'm turning right. for lack of skill yeah but i did notice when i hit corners right i'm like wow that, that was good that's how you're supposed to do it that's how you're supposed to do it i just gotta do it every lap all right guys there you have it. it's a wrap day one um it's dry it's dusty out there i'm looking out right now it doesn't look very fun but uh, we'll hit it on day two again we'll get back back to you all uh after gh tyrone wants more bumps well we're going to a place that gets bumpy so we're going to feel suspension and chassis and a lot of chassis load coming down hills so uh stay tuned to uh pulpmx.com stay tuned to keyforinktesting.com thanks to rockymountatvmc.com for all of this and also thanks to fly racing for jumping on board on our shootouts here and uh, we'll get some different mix of test riders you guys have any input bitch complaints bitch at me i hear a lot of that too but you got some positive stuff hit me up chris at keyforeatingtesting.com we can talk check you later